Hey there, listener. Are you traveling abroad at all this year? And you're a little bit worried? You have no idea how you're going to be able to communicate with the locals while you're there? Well, here's a solution for you. Here's one possible solution. Maybe the best possible solution. Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. You know Rosetta Stone. You can choose from one of 25 languages. Fast track your language acquisition with immersive lessons designed to teach you to pick up languages in a natural way. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you are pronouncing the words. I signed up for Rosetta Stone. Look, you know, when I went to Italy, uh, all I could say was grazie. I said it to everyone. And you know what? They all smiled at me. And I was like, I'm really doing it. <laughs> and now I realize they just took me for some dummy <laughs> saying thank you to every single thing they said. So I signed up and uh, I tell you, Rosetta Stone has me saying, molto bene. It is uh, a wonderful way to learn. Don't put off learning that language. There is no better time than right now to get started. Now, for a very limited time, Comedy Bang Bang listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. You visit rosettastone.com slash comedy. That's rosettastone.com slash comedy. This episode of Comedy Bang Bang is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. But the corn, but the corn, but the corn. Okay, for the listeners out there, sustain talking. For the listeners out there, if you were to hear, and you just did, just <laughs> just the lyric, but the corn. Let's what song? Say, what song do you okay. think it's from? So let's set up the scenario. You've heard a thing. Let's pretend you've heard a thing that you actually just heard. <laughs> what do you think? And go. <laughs> But the corn. <laughs> oh, by the way, you texted me the the phrase, take care of yourself and each other. I did yeah. not see that. And that's why you paused and looked at me like, aren't you going to say the thing I texted yes. you? Yes. <laughs> I thought we were going to say it together. And then I was saying it by myself. And I, I got because I didn't know it. And then I was like, God, I hope I get this right. But uh, I thought you would get a notification that I texted you. I did not. I. Weird. I mean, I did get a notification. I just hadn't checked my phone when we. I was in it. No, that's weird, too. It's weird. It's weird. But the corn. <laughs> but the corn. But the corn. What is this song? But the corn. <laughs> but the corn. Look, we we are we're, we're fondly reminiscing about when we played the snowman game a few oh, days ago. Oh, so fun! And uh, we were singing the song "Let It Snow," which is what the snowman sings. I was wondering, was the guy who did the voice for the snowman toy still alive? Probably not. The voice sounds a little old. 
it know, sounds a little old timey. Yeah. Not not that the man sounds old. He's not going like, eh, but the corn. But he he's almost there. You know yeah. what I mean? No, no, he's like a day away from it. And yeah, like <laughs> one day he talks like this, the next day, <laughs> oh god, <laughs> what in my voice? Someone punched me in the throat. <laughs> I'm fifty nine. <laughs> um, and uh, so I was singing, uh, it doesn't show signs of stopping. And then Scott picked up on the next line, but sort of jumped ahead with, but the corn. And then stop. <laughs> because it's, uh, but I've brought some corn for popping. Oh, okay. I thought it was right. <laughs> but the corn but the will corn. sure be popping. I thought it was, but the corn is good for popping. It is. I mean. You're not wrong. I'm, well, <laughs> but you're also wrong. <laughs> it's a great middle ground to be in, being not wrong and wrong at the same time. But the corn, but the corn is fine for popping. Oh, now it's fine. <laughs> it was good before. You're really downgrading this but corn. The corn is perfect for popping. I like it. Oh, but the corn. So I guess I was not right. If you heard but the corn, you would say that's not a song. If you heard but the corn, you would say <laughs> that's not a song. By the way, but the corn, good freedom episode title. For sure. <laughs> we should just name one of our freedom episodes, but the corn, even if we don't mention we it. We should have had Lauren on this. So she could have been on an episode no. this year. No, she'll never be on this. This is just you and me, baby. But she'll always be on freedom. She'll always be on Freedom. <laughs> there will never be an episode of Freedom without the three of us, and there will never be an episode of Freedom with Mary Holland. <laughs> I was thinking the other day, we've had scheduling. Uh, uh, cornflakes. Uh, cornflakes. Yeah, but the corn <laughs> is flicked. <laughs> uh, recently for Freedom, and I was thinking like, at a certain point, if – I couldn't be there. Would you just say like, oh, that's cool. We'll get. <laughs> no. Someone <laughs> I, like. Not that I. Uh -huh. <laughs> and I wouldn't have minded either. I would have understood. But I'm sure. Well, I'm sure any of even us. Even though I'm not the one me. having the problems. <laughs> it's true. That's probably why you wouldn't mind. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm out. I'm doing my shit. Good luck, everybody. <laughs> I wouldn't like, I wouldn't want to do it with, with anybody that wasn't you guys. And I also wouldn't want you to do it without me. I wouldn't want to do it with anyone but you. Come on. Well, if you were a pig and I was a cat? <laughs> yeah, but if I was a pig. If you were, were a cat. pig. Bobby Darren song. <laughs> and, and I, I was, was a cat, cat. Would you fuck me anyway? <laughs> oh, boy. Um, what are you listening to? You're listening to Comedy Bang Bang Best of 2021 Part 4. We are at the end of our count. I mean, we're not at the end of our countdown, but we're in the final episode of 4. We're cracking the top three. We're finally cracking the and top three. This is the most it. exciting. This is, I mean, I am giddy with anticipation regarding Okay, what Dr. Frank Furter. I caught that. Okay. Little uh, <laughs> little Easter egg for the Rocky Horror fans out there. <laughs> a Halloween Easter egg? Well, I never. <laughs> um, I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out on a limb here and I'm going to say, and tell me if you agree. Okay. Cracking the top three is more exciting than revealing number one. There, I said it. Probably. Right? Because, I mean, by the time number one comes around, you realize there's only one thing it could be. When you get down to number one, it's like this thing you've been building up to. And then by the time you get there, it, it's anticlimactic. I, I just feel yeah. empty. But the top three, it's like, whoa, I wonder what order they're going to yes. be in. These are the three. Obviously, these are probably the three that are the top three. But what's going to be three? What's going to yeah. be? Two? But then you crack. Then you're at number one. You're like, I just heard three and two. There's nothing. There's nothing more to reveal. Yeah, I just heard three and two. Wait, I, wait, what, wait, I got wait, here. Now one. we're at one. I just heard three and two. 
What are we doing here? This makes sense, right? Why? This is what people experience. Why should I listen to one when I've already heard three and two? <laughs> oh, God. Um, this is what we're doing. We're hearing the top three episodes of the year as voted on by you, the listeners. Every year we put out a poll. You're invited to participate. You can choose up to 10 episodes, which are your favorite episodes of the year. We then tally them, tally them, tally. Tally those bananas. And they are bananas because these are crazy episodes. Fuck, Gabe said it. Madge! Let me say something real quick. Yeah. And this might affect the voting next year. Okay. I don't think people should be voting for their favorites. I think they mm. should be voting for which ones they think deserve to be at which number. Uh, so meaning episodes that you, they didn't like, but they feel like they deserve. Yeah. They don't have to like them. They just say, <laughs> I'm not I, sure I understand I, this content. I hate this one, but I think it deserves to be number 10. <laughs> but, and why like do that. they feel like it deserves that? If well, they because it. even though they don't like it, it's clearly it, it deserves it. Yes. <laughs> okay. They got to give it up. Understand. It's the rules of they got to give it up. <laughs> I get it. I understand. Um, it's like Tony Soprano said, you, you, you may not love me, but you will respect me. Is that a spoiler for many saints of Newark? Because. Eventually. I've not seen that movie. Eventually it is. <laughs> Eventually. <laughs> All of the Sopranos is spoilers for Many Saints of the Door. <laughs> yeah, because it happened as a prequel. That's the thing. Exactly. Whatever you do, Everything don't watch the Sopranos. Don't watch, watch the Many Sopranos Saints ever. first. <laughs> oh, God. Can you imagine? Can you imagine that being your first experience with the Sopranos? You would never watch the show. You would never see it. No. Oh, my God. Speaking of which, if this is your first experience listening to this, good luck. Yeah. And you're never seeing it because it's an audio medium. That's right. You will not. If you had to turn this on expecting to, to watch us do this, you're shit out of luck. You're SOL. Did you throw this shit up on your Roku or your Apple television or your Fire Stick? Yeah. All uh, you're going to see I, is I'd love to see you try. I'd love to see. Oh, oh my God. I would give anything to be I'll there. I'd give you're any amount of room. money to be in and your you house right now. Control, eating you your, your wife's phone. cooking. I would love to be petting your dog. <laughs> <laughs> Please, can I live with you? <laughs> Please. <laughs> Please, I need a place to stay. Please, can I live with you? I'm scared and alone. Oh, my God. We have, oh my I, I don't want to hype it too much, but we have three great episodes that we're going to be whoa, discussing. Whoa. But, but even more than that, we have the climactic conclusion Something that can only be described as the snowman That's game. Right. Currently, so we can build the anticipation. The we snowman is o looking at nothing. That's where we, we are. Left 0 him. for three. 0 for three. Is not end the snowman has not ended his cycle looking at any one of us. Which has never happened before. We even have an extra person in the, in yeah. the booth. <laughs> it's crazy, but it's I, bananas. I fully anticipate the snowman will be looking at one of us by the end of this episode. I, so. I agree. So, you know, hey, hey. I want it to be me, but if it's not me, I hope it's you. I want it to be me, and if it's not me, I hope that it doesn't look at anyone. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just want to go home. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Upset. Um, so we're going to be doing that, and that is very exciting. The most exciting moments in podcasting They're for right the Animal Kingdom's favorite podcast, Comedy Bang Bang. That's right. This is 
you are not going to want to miss a second or a millisecond of this because that is coming up at the end of the show. Don't just skip to it. No, don't. And don't read the episode description where we tell you exactly what's number three, number two, and number one. Yeah. And who the snowman looks at. We shouldn't put that in there. <laughs> but we did it. We did it. Don't We're read dumb. it. Don't read it. Don't read. Don't, don't. In fact, learn how to not read. Oh, shit. I never thought about that. Can you unlearn that? I think you can. I mean, if you can learn something, you can, you can learn it. to not learn it anymore. Yeah. I've heard you can't unsee things. I hear that a lot on sitcoms. I think it's only like, <laughs> like if you see some eight millimeter film. Oh, right. Of something horrible. Yeah. Right, 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 right. That's. Or if you walk in on someone having sex. Well, that's what's on the film. Oh, right. Yeah. And someone's filming it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> They're filming you walking in on someone having sex. Is everything filmed nowadays? Yeah, everything. Everything. They shoot it on film. In front of a live studio audience? Yes. <laughs> the Sopranos? Yes. They shoot, they shoot. Isn't it weird to think that they shot the Sopranos in front of a live audience <laughs> and you don't hear them and you don't see them? I ever. know we've talked about this on a show before, shooting a drama in front of a live studio audience and they're just silent. And occasionally you hear them going, <gasps> <laughs> I know we've talked I about know, it. We, I'm sure. I don't know. I'm sure. Um, Still, we should do it. We should do it. Um, this is so exciting. Even better than the three episodes we're going to hear. Whatever. The Snowman Game is reaching its conclusion. The yeah. final time we will be doing this in 2021. I know. And uh, we know this is why you tune in. And uh, we're thrilled that you're here to close out another Snowman Game with us. <laughs> we're and thrilled. also do these countdowns. We are thrilled. <coughs> let's, 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 get clear, let's, yeah. let's get loose for this. Mommy, me, mamo, be mo. Mommy is a sweetie pie. Well, that's a good one. That's a, Why can't these be positive? Yeah. My dad is a provider for our family. I respect my brother, too. <laughs> 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 by the way, I'm Scott Ackerman. This is Paul F. Tompkins. Hi, by the way. I don't know if we mentioned that, but uh, uh, if you're hearing the fourth episode of this, and and why shouldn't you be? This is the best one. Yeah. Because it has the top three episodes. Clearly. But we're not doing our due diligence in introducing who we are. And, uh, we're go not back and, doing our due diligence. Go back and listen to the previous episodes. This is, of course, December 30th when it comes out. Of right course it is. On the cusp of a 2022. We'll have some final thoughts about the year New coming Year's up. Eve Eve. It certainly is, yeah. We should celebrate it just like New Year's Eve. Yes. Countdown, everything. Yes. I think from Christmas Eve to New Year's Eve should be the same Every party. Every night yes. there's a countdown. Every night there's a countdown. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love it. I wouldn't mind I'd it. I'd love any party at Aww. this point. Aww. I want to have a party. I have parties. <laughs> That's our other I wanna, show. I want to have parties. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Guys, we have so much good stuff to do. So much. Why are we wasting time? We got to get to it. Let's. We don't mean hear. morally good. We mean uh, fun. Yes, although it is morally good. I think it it adds some positivity to the world. I'll give and you that. It's certainly not to the world's detriment. I think, yeah. other than maybe the energy involved used to create it. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> maybe we should stop. <laughs> Whatever you do, don't make it an non-fungible <laughs> token. I don't want to be non-fungible. Item fungible till I die, which was a while back now. <laughs> All right, let's get to it. This is what you've chosen to be episode number three. Number three. Ooh, episode number three. Give me them stats. I want to hear it. All right. Are you ready for this? 600 
91. Mm, so high up in the 690s. Yeah. Okay. What date? From February 1. February. 2021. 2021. That's a lot of ones. Early in the year, but not as early as it could be. That's three ones. What do those add up to be? Three. And? 20 blackbirds. Yes. Baked in a pie. Yes. Would that be good? I don't know. I don't, I mean, I guess. 24 blackbirds. I guess it's like that's is a it lot of black the birds. whole bird or is it the meat of the bird? Probably the meat of the bird. I guess they're stripping the bird for its meat, right? God, I hope so. But that's a lot of blackbirds for one pie. Unless we're talking like a giant pie that like you dive into off of a diving board. Oh, well, I assumed. Right. Then yeah. that's enough. That's enough meat for <laughs> for that. Please don't make a diving board too high. <laughs> Please. It's a pie. In 2022. It's not a pool. Let's make it a nice six foot yeah. high, seven foot high. In the new year. Any big giant pies that we're going to dive into? <laughs> Lower that diving Lower board. Lower the board. We are elderly gentlemen. Come on. I'm not the spring chicken anymore. And if you put chicken in a pie, please let me know. Because <laughs> I'm diving with my mouth open. Oh, shit. Can you imagine? <laughs> I guess you can. Yep. Um, do you want me to hit you with the episode time? Give me that tight. Hashtag. One of our only episodes that starts with a hashtag mm. and is a hashtag. And mm. in fact, mm. starts and ends with this hashtag. Hashtag no stank. Okay. I have one guess as to who is on the show. <laughs> sure. I bet you do. Who is that? Uh, Sean Diston. Sean Diston. Yes. Making his, is this his second? Well, no, he was on, he was on uh, one of the big, one or two of the big gang episodes earlier. Yeah. So Sean Diston is playing uh, a character named Mike Ruby, the no stank plumber. That's right. Uh, we also have Tim Boltz. Sure. Is on the show. Count down quite a bit. Playing Randy Snuts. I would like to give a special shout out to Lily Sullivan. She's also on this episode. Glad I did. So it. there you go. So the three of them, it's just the three of them, no celebrity guest. Nice. This is one of the Fuck episodes during the pandemic where it was just like, you know, less people on the Zoom, the better. <laughs> Let's just do one with uh, Absolutely. all of Um So. Yeah, this is really funny. This is the debut of Mike Ruby, the No Stank Plumber, who uh, was on the uh, holiday episode. That's right. Which, uh, if we can talk about that one, it's not eligible for this year's. It may be That's eligible right. next year. Sure. But um, did you both in real time realize you both had characters named Mike who were in uh, custodial services? No, I had been thinking about it. Uh, we actually, this is very rare, but I texted Mike, I texted Sean, <laughs> I texted Sean the day before, knowing that we would be the first two people on, uh, wanting to see what character he was going to do, because I was thinking about doing Mike the Janitor. Oh, okay. And you wanted to stay away if he was doing Mike I, that Ruby? Was the, that was the initial, well, I, I did, it didn't even occur to me he would do Mike Ruby. Right. Um, that was not what I was thinking. I was thinking of Rudy, I was thinking of Sprague Whisperer. Rudy! Um, <laughs> and... Um, then he said he was going to do that, and I was like, okay. And then I had a couple other ideas of of people to do, and then it was at that moment I was like, I'm going to do Mike the Janitor. Yeah, well, it was very funny because it led to the whole like, you know, <laughs> yeah, me introducing thing. Mike, yeah. and it was a great bit. I thought it was really fun, but it, it was, was fun. one of those things where it was just like not planned kind of in the moment. It's, it was definitely something that I was trying not to do the day before, and then, and then you're in like, the moment I was like, it? I think this would be funny if we're both. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. Um, well, this was the debut of uh, Mike Ruby, so we'll hear about his thing. And we also have Randy Snuts. Mm-hmm. 
um, who is a character that Tim does. Tim, by the way, Tim Baltz from, uh, a lot of people would know him from The Righteous Gemstones. He plays Edie Patterson, whom we've mentioned before, who is the daughter of the Gemstones. He doesn't uh, play Edie Patterson. He doesn't play her, but he is Edie's fiance on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget his character name, but that show is coming back in a couple of weeks and uh, they're both really, really funny on it. And um, Tim, Tim's very into Randy Snuts. Uh We'll, we'll, we'll hear, let's just hear the clip. Into it. Me, oh, oh, let's just hear the clip we'll talk about after. This okay. is what you've chosen to be your episode number three. Number three. Randy, remind our viewers I, why I'm talking to you. Who are you again? So I'm just like a laid back, chill dude who likes to mix it up with my pals. Um, right. I've been, on, I've been on the show like five times before, so... This I is, know. I, I remember talking to you, but I don't. I, I guess I, I. You know, this is a this is an interview show. This is, of course, Humanities Podcast, uh, formerly known as the show where we talk to interesting people. And you are sort of interesting, but I'm wondering why a new listener would be interested in. I mean, uh, most of our our guests have something unique about them. Unique uh-huh. New York. Yep. Uh, and uh, you know, you can say like last week we had a bus accident victim. You That's know, it's awesome. like, oh, not everyone in the world has you know, survived a bus accident. But what is it about you? Why did I why did I first talk to you in the first place? So the first time that you talked to me I, uh, was because I worked at your favorite restaurant, Dodomio's. <laughs> and uh, I used to oh, fill right. the I used to fill the urinals with ice. <laughs> right. And the, the reason that, was that, that you, your one job? That was my one job at the Domeo's. Um, <laughs> but I got fired for filling it with ice while people were peeing. <laughs> it seems seems to be a hard job to fuck up in that way, but um, but you did it. Yep, I'd be like, excuse me, and then I'd pour the ice into their. Sure, no, we we know, yeah, we know yeah, exactly how into how. their pee stream. And the fun thing about peeing on ice is you get to watch it melt, and it gives you a sense of accomplishment. Were you trying to do that so it would melt quicker, so you would have more to do, so there would be more reason to keep you on the payroll? Yeah, exactly. We worked on commission. You'd get paid for however much ice you got melted by people's pee. <laughs> how would they quantify that? How would how, I, I don't know how they would measure it. But so so uh, so you were on the show, and I I found your lifestyle to be very intriguing. Essentially, as you described it, you hang out and chill with your buddies, right? That's true. And I tried to avoid needless drama and scandal through uh, the exploits of my girlfriend, who's a known provocateur, Carissa. <laughs> That's right. Carissa. Um, what, so you're still with Carissa. Is that is that true or is that false or uh, uh, something in between? Currently, Carissa and I are on a break because she kept breaking quarantine. <laughs> no. What was she doing? I mean, she was just trying to live her best life while everyone else was staying at home and trying to keep people safe. But, you know, what else could you expect from a duplicitous, devious person like Carissa? <laughs> That's right. You uh, for, for our new listeners, how long have you been with Carissa? Oh, uh, right now it's probably going on like seven or eight years. Okay, and what was it two years ago? Uh, probably. Well, let's see, seven or eight minus two, uh, five or six years. <laughs> okay, I just I don't know why you said right now. Is if like, am I asking at some point in the past or the future? No, well, I'm asking right now. You know when like one person in a relationship has like a hard start time for the relationship, but the other sure. person is like, I didn't think it was serious for the first four months. Sure. Okay. So you you what was what was uh, your first date though, or your first encounter? Our first encounter was hanging out in the backyard of my friend Mark Padovano's house. 
Okay. Was he having a party or were, did you guys just hop the fence or what, uh, how did this backyard uh, meet, meetup take place? He made flyers for what's known as a bags tournament. And we, do you know the game bags? I don't know the game bags. Is it uh, similar to, uh, uh, what am I thinking of? Donkey Kong? No. What am I thinking of? The, the cornhole. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's cornhole for people that live outside of Ohio. Oh, okay. So it's, okay, got it. So you were having a bags tournament. Yeah, we were having a bags tournament and um, doing uh, doing bong, beer bongs off of- uh, Do they Mark call those Pat- rips? Beer bong rips? Yeah, beer bong rips. Oh, mm-hmm. so we were doing beer bong rips. He he lives in a one floor house, so the beer bong started on the roof, and then people would pour multiple beers, and we'd be doing rips. And then if you survived the rips, we were doing whippets, and that's when Carissa walked in the back, and I had kind of a dream weaver moment, and then I passed out. Oh, okay. So you did did you pass out from uh, uh, seeing her or or the whippets or what exactly happened? Most likely the the whippets, because she's probably like a seven and a half. <laughs> okay. And a seven and a half in what city? Uh, Sheboygan, Wisconsin. <laughs> oh, okay. So uh, a one out here, maybe. Ouch. Goddamn. <laughs> Coastal elite laying it down. <laughs> uh, so, but a seven and a half out there, That you, wow, amazing. And then when you woke up and you opened your eyes, was she there or was it a different day and your boys were there? It was a different day and my boys were there. And they were like, you made quite an impression because she loves tragic cases. And I was like, uh-oh, <laughs> this could spell doom for Randy. And it D-O-O-M. <laughs> D-O-O-M. Yeah. So, uh, uh, and then when did you actually get together with Carissa? Probably like a week later. Um, okay. Yeah, a week. So later. that's not going to affect the seven or or eight year thing. Just a week. Yeah, but I mean, a week later we hooked up. But then, like four months later, she's like, "Like, why are you acting this way? We've been dating for four months." And I was like, "Dafuk." <laughs> <laughs> So you didn't know that you were exclusive at this point? No, not at all. I mean, I wasn't seeing anyone else because my prospects were dim. <laughs> so so it was not that hard for you to say, okay, well, let's keep it exclusive from this moment on. That's right. So Carissa got the exclusive and then we've been like seeing each other ever since, but it's been filled with drama. Shenanigans. Right. List off some of the drama. We've talked about a little bit of it on previous episodes, but remind us what, what, what exact, I mean, Carissa is scandalous as you say? Yeah, absolutely. Scandalous, duplicitous, devious as hell. Right. And what are the things that she's done? Uh, She poured tequila on my Xbox One and set it on fire. (laughs) That's a combustible alcohol, tequila. She does a really good impression of me, and she called my mom and said I was in the hospital with lupus. (laughs) What does her impression sound like? Can you do an impression of her doing an impression of you? Yeah, so it sounds like this. So this this was what she she called my mom and she was like, "Hey mom, it's me, Randy. I'm in the hospital with lupus again." Okay, that's pretty good. I mean, it sounds like you you were pinching your nose to do that. Does she have some sort of uh, uh, is her are her nasal cavities sort of filled up or why why the pinched nose? All the opposite. She blew out her septum doing cocaine. <laughs> 
So it's just free and clear in there. Easy breezy. Yep. Easy breezy. But it kind of collapsed in on itself. It's a oh, real, okay. It's a real George W. Bush situation. Is that what took her down from a 10 to a seven and a half? Yeah, probably her collapsed septum. Okay. So what took her down from a one and a quarter to a one out here? I'm just doing, I'm doing the math. <laughs> God damn. These left coast elitists. <laughs> Shit, shitting all over the heartland. <laughs> So <laughs> I'm just saying it's a different scale. That's all. So, uh, uh, so you've been with her for quite a number of years and she's done all these things to you. And has she flirted with your boys? I can't recall if there yeah, was some. It's nonstop flirtation with my boys. You know, it's always like she, cause she tries to keep me jealous. She thinks that I'm my best self when I'm just like filled with rage and jealousy and I'm trying to win her back. Do you agree with that assessment? I mean, it drives me freaking crazy, and then I go, like, buy her gifts and stuff, so yeah. <laughs> okay, so yeah, all right. And it turns me into a voracious lover. Oh, okay, great. Well, I don't I don't know that we need too many details about that. But, well, let uh, me give you a couple. Usually okay. I'm just trying to get the job done, but when I'm filled with jealous rage, I'm hitting all the bases. <laughs> Wait, first, so, so... First base, so, a kiss. Second base, some sure. tongue. Third base, hands, groping, consensually. <laughs> And then I, home base, the hitting the dinger. I, I maybe that's uh, uh, the Sheboygan home run, but uh, out here I think third, uh, first base is the kiss, second yeah. base is the hands. Oh, uh, uh, the th- third base is something else. Uh, what is it? What is well, it? it's everything but if you know what I mean. I, 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 give me the deets. I need this stuff. I got to go back to the heartland and use this information. <laughs> I'm just saying that. Uh, uh, so, so you're kissing her first when when she's wronged you, and then you're adding the tongue. You're going through all the steps. You're running around the bases. Yeah, absolutely. Out of respect, you know. You're high fiving the first base coach, the third base coach. Uh huh. Yep, I'm doing the safe sign to the ref at second base <laughs> when I slip the tongue in. <laughs> and what is that in the metaphor exactly? <laughs> uh, well, it's kind of like a power move where you're kissing someone and then you add the tongue and then you take your hands away from the person that you're kissing okay. and they're like, dang, no hands. <laughs> okay, so that's the safe sign to the ref. Got it. Uh-huh. Um, and then it uh, when once you cross home plate, are all your boys coming out and you're high-fiving them and... No, it takes me probably like five minutes after I've ejaculated to calm down. Is that what you mean? Uh, to calm down. Oh, really? What did you so mean? You, so you're hyped up. You're, you're, uh, what are you pacing around the room? <laughs> What's going on? No, all my brain cells have evacuated my body and I need five minutes to remember who the hell my name, my, oh, okay. So you're, you're a blank slate. Oh, absolutely. I'm a clean slate. You're, you're tabula rasa. Yep. Wow. Um, so, so we, we've established then what you and Carissa um, have been up to. So now you guys are on a break. And how did that come about? It came about because she kept breaking quarantine. And then we'd come back and I'd be like, so where were you over the last eight hours? And she'd be like, I was here. I was here. I was here. I was doing shots with my girls. I was at another like, you know, bachelorette party. Um, I was visiting some of my uh, relatives who are ne'er-do-wells. <laughs> So, uh, so you don't like her relatives, you her. Uh... Yeah, and hopefully a lot of them end up in jail because they stormed the Capitol for sure. <laughs> oh, really? So she's okay. Her relatives are of that persuasion. Absolutely, they tried to stop the steal, and I was not having it. <laughs> okay. You wanted the steal. 
Huh? No. What? <laughs> Don't turn this around on me. <laughs> You're okay I, with the steel. No, I'm not okay with the steel. I respect <laughs> the Constitution. I wanted a peaceful transfer of power. Okay. And that's what you got, isn't it, at the end of the day? At the I, end of one day. At the end of January the 6th, no. But at the end of a different day, January the 20th, yes, we did. Yep, absolutely. We shan't get into those details. <laughs> so how did she take the news? I mean, were you guys quarantining together? She took it lying down because I said it while she was asleep and then I ran out with all my stuff. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> did you leave her a note? Did she know where you went? I texted her later. Yeah. Okay, then that, yeah, that's that's the end of that story. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I could go into detail about what the text was, but it was pretty brief. The thing is, you don't want to awaken a sleeping beast. And in this metaphor, Carissa is the beast. Sure, and the sleep and is sleep. She was sleeping, yeah. And not wanting to wake her is not wanting to wake her. So everything but the beast. <laughs> yeah, He's a one-to-one. -one. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I, I got it. Yeah, I packed a duffel bag full of my stuff and then a second duffel bag full of, like, some things for my quarantine hobbies and some, like, puzzles and games and things. So now where are you living? Uh, at my friend Mark Padovano's house. Oh, the backyard where you first met. I mean, that's got to be bittersweet. Yeah, he's a good friend. Yeah, what's he up to during the quarantine? Mm, uh, he mostly shit posts online. He's kind of a libertarian. <laughs> okay, but a great friend. <laughs> yeah, a great friend. Blood is thicker than water. Sure. Um, and uh, he's okay with you, even though uh, technically you didn't quarantine for two weeks before coming into his residence. He's okay with you staying over there? No, I stayed in my car outside his place for two weeks, and then I came inside. <laughs> so do you have a job? I mean, you haven't been working, right? I mean, uh, if, if, if you've been that tight on quarantine... Yeah, no, I've been working from home. Um, Doing what, I, though? Well, initially I was helping Mark Padovano with his website. Uh, oh, what's his with, website? <laughs> what kind of website does he have? <laughs> he, he, has a, he has a website that, that makes online ads for uh, sports websites that redirects people to DraftKings.com. Okay, so if I'm getting this right, you're on a different sports website, like, yeah. say, uh, Barstool Sports or something like that. You click on an ad that then takes you to DraftKings.com? Yeah, exactly. But, but it's I not mean, an ad for DraftKings.com. No, it could be an ad for, like, are you are you concerned about your elderly parents? And you'd be like, oh, I'll <laughs> click on this. And it's like, DraftKings.com, there goes my afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you're making the ads? So how do how do you you're essentially tricking people into clicking on things? It's a trick click. I so, wouldn't say it's a trick click. I'd say it's targeted marketing research that <laughs> hits at people's deepest fears. Okay. So what are the types of things? All right. Well, definitely worrying about your elderly parents. Sure. Uh, uh, then sometimes we'll we'll use the Chase Bank logo and we'll be like, uh oh, something's happening with your account, and people will be like, huh? And they'll click on that and they'll be like. Oh, oh my God, I need to bet on this. I need to bet on this <laughs> December Minnesota Timberwolves versus Sacramento Kings game ASAP. <laughs> what about the one about uh, the uh, uh, cops hate this one trick to get you out of a DUI? <laughs> Do you make those? <laughs> yeah, that was one of Mark Padovano's first ones. Along, oh, okay. along with a picture of a fat guy and then the picture of that guy skinny. And he'd say, this guy lost 145 pounds, and here's why trainers hate him. <laughs> <laughs> so Mark Padovano is like a pioneer in this field. 
Oh yeah, he's a devious guy. He has no scruples or morals. So he's devious as well. I mean, he and Carissa would be perfect for each other. Yeah, but he's he's loyal to me to a fault because we're childhood friends and we've never let sexuality get in the way. <laughs> okay, so he's never uh, gotten sloppy seconds off something you've been with or vice versa? Well, not with me. I mean, he's hooked up with Carissa a ton of times. Every time we're what? on a break. Yeah, every time we're on a break, he hooks up with her. Wait, so he, I mean, to me, that violates the bro code. Oh, man, you're right. <laughs> I mean, he's not loyal to you. To, to a, In fact, I wonder if he isn't with her when you're not on a break. And then suddenly when the you're on a break, veil is lifted. You know, he's able to keep it out in the open. Oh, no. Scott, don't do this to me right now. I'm going <laughs> to start mean, spiraling on this podcast. You haven't thought about any of these issues? No, I'm just happy to have a friend during quarantine. <laughs> wow. Well, um, uh, how, how much is Mark uh, paying you to do this kind of work? I got like, I get $15 an hour. Oh, okay. How many hours does it take? <laughs> I mean, sometimes it takes 12, 13 hours a day. Wow. I mean, this is I'm not like, a bad gig. I'm making really good money right now. Every time I feel insecure, I'm like, hey, that would make a pretty good ad to get someone to click trick. <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe he's paying you just to keep you occupied. Maybe it's worth the $150 to him, you know? I mean, you know, it's better than paying for it the other way. Dang. This is devastating, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I don't, I don't want to bring this kind of stuff up to you, but how many times has Mark uh, Petavano has he been with Carissa? How, like in the past? Or the future? I don't. I don't know why you keep asking this. <laughs> yes, are, are we talking about the present? Is he with her right now? Yes, in the fucking past. Dang, I knew I'd get shit on on this podcast. <laughs> I'm sorry. I do every time. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. It's just, it's it's just my nature to 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 push back on people. I I, I maybe I was hurt myself. I apologize. I shouldn't. Yeah, I shouldn't lash okay. out at you. You're naughty by nature. <laughs> And you're naughty by nurture. You were raised no, that way. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. I'm I'm Catholic. We're all naughty by nurture. <laughs> so so how many times in the past then? I mean, I break up with Carissa at least three times a year, and Mark's been with her every single time. So wow, seven or eight times time. Uh, seven or seven eight, eight time, years. Seven or eight years times three is twenty-one, 21 to, to twenty-four times. times. Yeah, and uh, I mean that's a uh, and and he doesn't have a girlfriend or a wife, Mark. Uh-uh, he's famously celibate. <laughs> so celibate? Yeah. Other than when he's with her. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Okay, yeah. I don't know. This is very fishy. Was he surprised to see you when you came came by the house and slept in, his, in your car outside his house for two weeks? Yeah, he was... Uh, his words exactly were, Randy, Dafuk, what are you doing here? <laughs> that's an exact quote. Uh, you can quote me on that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> He is, I already uh, uh, said he's a plumber, but apparently he is commonly known as the No Stank Plumber. Please welcome Mike Ruby. Hello, Scott. It's me, Mike Ruby, the No Stank Plumber. Scott, how are you? I am very good. It's very good to have you on the show. Guy, I'm so glad to be here to be advertising on your show. Uh, I don't know I, that you're advertising as much as you're on the show. I'm going to no, talk to you if we... A if Mike we, Ruby it, appearance is an advertisement. Do you understand me, Scott? Do we need to hashtag this as ad then right now? Or Yeah, yeah. We should probably do a quick ad read. All right, all right. Here we go. Here we go. <clears throat> well, I was about to have a dinner party only to discover my bathroom was covered in shit. 
So I called this plumber named Randy, and boy, did he give me the runaround. He was talking about estimates, and he couldn't guarantee his price. But then I called Mike Ruby. Hi, it's me, Mike Ruby, the no-stank plumber, and I guarantee I will fix any bathroom situation with zero stank. We're not going to give you the runaround on whether it's going to stank or not. It's not. And it's the Mike Ruby guarantee. Hashtag no stank. <laughs> Hashtag ad, of course, as well. Wow. Uh, incredible. And so uh, you, see, you like how I kind of Michael Winslow that I do all the voices. I do the sound effects. Yeah, stuff. I don't know that you were fooling anyone with it. Well, I could tell it was you, but just putting on a little bit of falsetto. Uh, but I don't uh, know what you're talking about. That was sort of like a fully fledged character. I was sort I of. I don't like, know. Usually, like I've seen Michael Winslow in person, and you know when he does the helicopter, you'll you'll be looking at the sky, going, "Is there a helicopter right above me?" So you weren't looking around, going, "Is there a woman who's having a dinner party who's who needs a plumber?" You weren't thinking that. Not really. No, I was thinking, "Oh, Mike's doing a funny voice," but that's okay. I mean, yeah, it, you know, I, I, I just I just think comparing yourself to Michael Winslow that's a high bar that I don't necessarily think necessarily you cleared. Well, you know, you didn't hear my flush sound, so I. I don't know why you would, you know, go ahead and judge you didn't have a flush sound. So I mean, I was pretty I, fooled. I like I thought there were multiple people in the room and I ran to the bathroom to see if the toilet was stanky. He got up and sp- like his hat spun around in a circle yeah. as he ran to the bathroom. You may have missed it then, Randy. Uh, 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 Mike Ruby over here was talking about a uh, plumber named Randy that oh, uh, he, this client called. Yeah, but that's yeah, not you, right? Because Randy's sort of a silly name. You know, you think about Randy, you're like, oh, this guy probably smells. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> so you agree with him, Randy? I mean, I'm not disagreeing. Yeah, it's short for Randall, and you—that's uh, not a name to be trusted. <laughs> yeah, it, it, well, it could be short for Brandy, couldn't it? Yeah, Brand, yeah, Brandy, a fine girl. <laughs> sure, what a good wife she would be. My wife, yeah. my lover, my lady, and the toilet stank. <laughs> you so, guys doing a song? <laughs> sure. We know the song. I we probably know more than than that to the song, but we're yeah, not prob- gonna get probably. Into the but we're not going to get into Let's it. Let's not get point. into the weeds. So, Mike, you uh, yeah. you promise in your commercial that it's not going to be stank. What is oh, not yes, going to be stank? What do you mean the the because uh, this woman in the commercial? Uh, and I'm being generous when I say that. You mean. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Ran- Randy, you took off again. <laughs> don't worry, Randy. Don't worry. It's me. It's me. It's me. Oh, okay. It sounded like a sexy lady was in my bathroom. So uh, this woman, she, yeah. what, a, what a strange experience for her to walk into her bathroom and it's covered in shit and she had no idea. Yeah, so it's someone sort of a worst case scenario. You know? Someone else's then or someone... That's a great question, Scott. You know, those aren't the kind of things I get into. For me, Which, it's yeah. just... You, you don't know, care why. I don't care. I don't care what it is. If you want me to deal with your shitty bathroom situation and you want it to not smell, you got to call Mike Ruby, baby. So what's not smelling about? Do you clean up the shit that's already there? Do you want me to walk you through my patented, uh, I don't know how many steps, maybe nine step process? (laughs) Sure. Yeah. Nine steps. Let's go. (laughs) I love that you chose the number and you didn't go double digits, which I respect. Sometimes, Scott, sometimes you over, you you say it's like a 30 step process. Then you're fucking locked in on coming up with 30 steps. Sure. No, under promise and over deliver. So, Scott, first things first, I got to start at my home, Scott. So you st- okay? Yeah, that's that's where the process starts. Is you're at your house. Somebody you- gives me a call. They say my bathroom's covered in shit. Don't worry sure. about it, Randy. That's just me. Okay. So so receiving the call. I is receive the, the first call. step. Okay. I 
Okay. Oh, we're going to answer add that. the call as the lady Ghostbusters. That's going to be part of the steps. Okay. Hold on. Let me recalculate. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, six. I think we're at an 11 step process. Oh, okay. All right. So I answer the call. And then step two hop in the shower. Okay. <laughs> you want to make sure that you're not stanky when you I, go over there. The first step to being a non-stank plumber, Scott, is to make sure you are not bringing any stank into the stank situation, Scott. You don't want any additional stank in there. So I don't do you want rub no your- additional stank. <laughs> wow, of that, you have a beautiful voice. <laughs> Thank you, Scott. That is from one of our radio ads. Wow. Uh, that I do do all the voices, of course, like Michael Winslow. But yes, so I do so- shower. You shower, do you rub yourself with soap, essential oh, oils? So uh, I got Garnet, Fu- Garnet Fructis in there. I got, <laughs> I got uh, Paul Mitchell shampoos and conditioners, you know, Scott. Mm. And then I, I also use Tom's of Maine bar soap, Scott. Uh, I don't know about that. I think I would switch out. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's just with exfoliation, Scott. I get okay. that real. I get that in the crack. I, got, I, I go deep, deep, deep exfoliation, and I, I wash my hair a couple times. As you can see, I have a flowing mane of hair. (laughs) Yeah, it is long. I didn't want to say, but, you know, on the Zoom, it looks like, uh, was that down to your uh, butthole? Right now, it's down to my butthole because I'm sitting. But when I stand, it's right above my little butt crack. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. But when you you have this much hair, Scott, you got to make sure you're clean. And, and, you know, as a a plumber who showers all the time, you could tell that my hair is healthy, no split ends. Yeah. You know, if I were you, I would be like a cyclist. I would would shave my body entirely so that there is no... Never any doubt that I would be stankless. You would think that that Scott is a is a good thing, but actually it's not, Scott. Hmm. Okay. It's true. It's true. The more you shave yourself, the stankier you get. Thank you. Snuts gets it. Once you shave, you start releasing some of the like really stanky understin, like the things that get baked into your skin as you sleep. You know, you shave. It's almost like poking at a dead horse. You know. Oh, okay. I thought it would be trapped in in a beard or in the hair, but no, it just you releases the that, toxins. Scott. Well, then you just got you got to clean that beard. So I brush my beard over a hundred times before I leave the shower. By the way, your beard is super long too. Is that that's down by the pee hole? I see. So my beard is not only on the ground; it extends like three feet in front of me. Oh wow! So this is like a Princess Diana in reverse. It's pre- It's like a Princess Diana in reverse. I don't even know what that means, man. <laughs> she had a train when she got married that was super oh, long. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a wedding train, but in reverse. I love that. <laughs> right. okay, okay, so that's step two. All right, step three. Okay, I drive there. Now, this is a this is a really important part. I get in my car. I put up all the windows. There's a lot of mini steps within this <laughs> step, a lot it of sounds steps. like. <laughs> so if we were doing like an outline, you know, this was like A, and now we're down at the I section where it's like, oh, you know, right, indented yeah. a little more. I, why, I. why do the windows go up? Because you don't want any of the outside air? I can't air have to... any outside smells, Scott. So sure. not only does the window go up, but I do spray heavy chemicals inside the car as I drive. <laughs> okay. So it smells like that new car kind of thing? Uh... New car smell, osium, bleach, uh, <laughs> breeze i spray it all scott and and the windows are up and i i keep from passing out by holding a small cloth over my face okay wow counterintuitive but that seems to work it is counterintuitive (laughs) because that is sort of the chloroform sort of the the way you chloroform somebody but if you want to make sure that you don't get chloroform you just have a clean cloth so mike like what's like what is the smell uh, of all those things combined to like make you smell like once you step outside of the car I call it the Mike Ruby signature smell. <laughs> wow. And it is, it's it's trademarked. And and I'll tell you, it, it's not over yet because when I get out of the car, the final step is I take off all my clothes and spray myself head to toe with Axe body spray. 
Oh, okay. Wait, is this step four then at this we point? Are or? Step four. Okay, great. We All answer right, the so call, we shower, we it, we shower. And sure. then we drive there. And then drive we, there, which has a lot of mini steps of the rolling of the windows, steps. stepping out of the car, etc. And now we have sprayed the body with Axe body spray. And now okay. we are at the we are at the customer's home, Scott. So, so no one is smelling the Mike Ruby signature smell other than you, because Not the, yet. because once you get to the doorstep, it's Axe body spray all the way. Well, the reason I do that, Scott, is I want to train my nose to be, you know, it's it's trained for a good smell. So any bad smell, I'm gonna pick it out immediately when oh, I walk into the house. Okay. Scott. Do you have a? Uh, 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 do you have nasal cavities a lot like Carissa there where they're just blown out and you can smell everything? Oh, yeah. I did what they call a cocaine simulation with pixie sticks in order to blow out my, my septum so that I could smell <laughs> okay. better, Scott. Okay, because you you're you're a, a strict uh, don't do drugs. Oh, I will adhering. never do drugs, Scott. I signed that D.A.R.E. contract and I will never go back on that. <laughs> when you were 13. I was 13, but I was still, you know, my parents were there, so they did agree if it was legally binding. So. <laughs> oh, okay. Wow. Jeez. Okay, so we are now at step You should five. get emancipated from that D.A.R.E. contract. <laughs> it's really tough, Scott. We could talk about that, but there's a lot of legal red tape to go through. Yeah, at least nine steps. All right, so step five. Step five. Now, I'm in your house. Step five, I'm going to say, point me in the direction of the stank. Okay. That's, so you just, wanna, about, you just want the direction. Yeah, I just want the direction because... <laughs> because North, east, south, or west. <laughs> just sort of actually hold out two arms and sort of do it at an angle. And I know that the, the mess is within that angle, Scott. <laughs> okay, so essentially like a 45 degree or at That's least right. you could maybe widen it out if you put your arms behind your That's back right. to like uh, 190, 200 yeah, if degree. if you want to really be obtuse with it, you can go ahead and do that. <laughs> sure, of course. So Scott, at this point, I float off the ground like Pepe Le Pew. <laughs> no way. You love the stank? Yes. You well, love I the stank. Well, see, I don't love the stank. But I, You're just I actually am revolted. I'm revolted by the stank. It's just my job is to find it. So I have fine to myself. So, I so what, st- what step number is this that you're floating on the ground? <laughs> this six, is six. Scott. Six. This is six. This is okay. number six, Scott. Now, of course, I float my way. Now, typically, we're getting to a bathroom, Scott. And sure. typically, there's shit everywhere. Typically. So, Why? Why? <laughs> you'd be surprised. You know, you're not calling a plumber for like a simple clog. Like you're calling a plumber for what like an act of God has gone down. <laughs> you know, you know I, I, I wanted to say that I think a plumber would, you know, and, and I don't want to tell you how to do your job, but I think a plumber could advertise as like the no judgment plumber. You know how like, right, right, you know, right. you're ashamed when you call a plumber mm-hmm, because of what they're mm-hmm. going to find in there, you know? Well, Scott, I could advertise that because one of my steps is one of my steps is to disassociate. (laughs) Okay. So you're outside of your body. Mm -hmm. I I cannot take the smell or like the looking at, even talking about poop or anything like that. (laughs) You've been doing it now for for the past 15 minutes. I'll puke. So when it comes down to the time to actually clean, I disassociate. But before we get there, Scott, (laughs) before we get there, I'm of course going to hop in their shower. Oh, okay. You want to, yeah. So yeah. that's step. So step seven. Step, step six seven, is you find yeah. the the shitty bathroom. Step six is I float like Pebble Le Pew to the shitty bathroom. Step seven, hop right on in the shower, and of course I'll use whatever they have in there. Garnet a few teas. You don't uh, bring your own stuff, yeah? No, we, no, no. Dove body wash. You know, if even sure. if they have like a sort of 
like a manlier one that's like an sure. axe. You know, these are the things that can be found in other people's bathrooms. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So God, you did com- you know that I wrote a magazine article that is ten things your crush might have in their bathroom? <laughs> oh no, I didn't realize you wrote that. <laughs> I, I don't know why I would have. It's a real manageable number too. <laughs> Sure. I mean, I don't know that I necessarily want to hear all 10, but uh, we can circle back around uh, if we have time at the end of the show. (laughs) But we are, we are at step seven. And of course I am re-showering, which is of course rubbing off. To get that Axe body spray off. Because because you want the Axe body spray Mm -hmm. when you go to the door, because you want to smell good for the humans. Right. You don't want to leave the Axe body spray smell there. Because some people might consider that a stank, Scott. I don't know who, but yeah. I some crazy people. But, you know, Scott, I, I shower again. I wash up all those smells. I don't need my smell heightened as much anymore. And I hop out of the shower, Scott. I look down at the shit everywhere. Is this where I, the disassociating comes? And of course, I disassociate, Scott. <laughs> I, and that's why it's step eight, because I disassociate. That's how I remember it. Oh, okay. So, th- so it's hard to remember without It's hard that? to remember that you always disassociate when you do plumbing. <laughs> like, what's step eight? I've, I've just showered. What is oh, step eight again? Right, I disassociate. And then I start <laughs> looking around and things get blurry. And then I sort of fall over and hit my head on the side of the sink. <laughs> oh, God. Wait, is this step, step nine? Is no, this nine? is step eight still. No, step, step eight is disassociate. Step nine is hit your head on the side of the oh, sink. Oh, okay. That's a, huge, that's a huge part of it. Okay, uh, well, that's all the steps there are. No, but there's 11, Scott, because we were going to Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay, so two more steps. So step 10 is wake up and hope the bathroom is cleaned. <laughs> okay, well, how Dang. often, what percentage of the time is it clean? 100%, Scott, it's my guarantee. I, I don't no. know what it is about me, but once I disassociate the bathroom, I'm I'm unclogging drains, I'm pulling out hair. Oh, okay, from- so you're waking up and you've done the work, I guess. I've done all the work. I, I my- thought you meant that when you woke up, you hoped the <laughs> owner came in <laughs> no 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 like I, I i do a lot of the work but i'm i'm sort of drooling and bleeding out of the side of my ear and i sort okay. of clean things up and then of course scott in the event that the bathroom is not clean step 11 i will burn the residents to the ground <laughs> oh okay <laughs> how many times has that happened well you know scott i'd say it happens around you know once or twice a month <laughs> oh, okay there and that's, some... is that part of the contract they sign when you oh uh... yeah if you want the Mike Ruby guarantee, you got to be okay with the chances, <laughs> the one in 10 chance that I will have to burn your house to the ground because quite honestly, it's just too far gone. Number three. <laughs> um, yes, very good. That was, of course, uh, Sean doing uh, uh, the 12-step process, which uh, we <laughs> cornered him into. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess when I say... Tim is into doing Randy. That's his like, I think that's his favorite guy to do. Uh-huh. It feels like to me. Right. Um, Because he just, he's, he's really in it when he does it. Like he knows everything about that guy. Yes. <laughs> um, that's true. Yeah. I know what you mean. You know what I mean? Like yeah. sometimes when he's playing Darren Matichek, like he, he, he's in it. I mean, he's, he is, he was in bajillion dollar properties with you, Paul. I was and number there, one on the call sheet. there was a you were number one on the call sheet, but there was another list that I want to bring up, which was the list hmm. of everyone was ranked of who would break the easiest, wasn't there? <laughs> yes. The editors had compiled a list of the cast who broke the most to who broke the least. Right. And was he not the least? He was the least. He was the least because he is 
He's really into it when yes. he does improv, and, and he that, does not like to break. And, and right above him was Mandel Mon, who I only ever saw bro- break once. She, yes, she is also she's a great actress and stays in it. And those yeah. two are very much like they know what they're doing is funny, but they are also like th- that's their process. Yeah. They don't want to ever laugh at anything that's happening. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So, so, so Tim. And by the way, where where were you on the list? <laughs> I think I was I was kind of in the middle. I in think. the middle. Who yeah. and and was it Ryan was the absolute worst? No, I think Dan Adude was number. Oh, one. okay, yeah, that makes. sense. I think Dan okay. Adude was number one, and but, then Ryan and Tim. Yeah. Ryan and uh, Ryan Drew, and Drew yeah. in some order. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Ryan uh, on the Between Two Furs movie was definitely. Oh, really? <laughs> the worst of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So Tim Tim is just very any any character he does, he's very into it when he does it. But um, I just feel like Randy is the one that he feels the most kinship towards. Yes, I wonder if it's based on someone he knows very well. <laughs> I think it might be. Yeah. We also uh, we didn't get to her in the clip, but uh, Lily Sullivan was doing shout out to Lily Sullivan, Diana Deep. Perfect time for a shout out for her. Um, she was doing that her name. Absolutely. Yeah. She was doing Diana deep uh, a little later on the show. You can hear if you listen back to that episode, uh, Diana deep is a character that she originated for her own show, which is called going deep with Diana deep. Um, that's a really funny show and people, it's really funny. Both Scott and I have been on it with our spouses, uh, all playing characters. Um, and she has a new show called, um, uh, this book changed my life, which I, uh, I've, you were just, just a on. Episodes ago. I was just on it. Yeah. Um, but man, it's really funny. It's really good. Yeah. So uh, check out her stuff. Um, and wow, we did it. We cracked the top three, but I'll tell you what's left. Two, <sighs> Two and, and one. one. I know. Mm. But then the snowman game. Then the snowman yeah, okay, game. Okay. 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 I'm back in. All right. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back with episode number two, but also the snowman game. We'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> the big game or big mods? First date? or first big break kit. Binge that new show or binge install vids. When you're a real car lover, the choice is obvious. With over 122 million parts to fit your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, turbochargers, LED headlights, exhaust kits, bumpers, roof racks, and engines. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has all the parts you need for the ride you love. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Do you know when Crystal Pepsi was discontinued? Hmm? Do you know what was in Al Capone's vault or... Which famous meteorologist is Lenny Kravitz's second cousin? Well, if not, then you haven't spent enough time on Wikipedia. But that's okay, because you can learn it all in the new podcast, WikiHole, from Smartless Media. Discover the craziest rabbit holes on Wikipedia with host Darcy Carden and her favorite comedian friends as they bring the cyber frontier directly to your tympanic membrane. And if you listen to WikiHole... You'd learn that's the sciencey term for eardrum. That's right. Wikihole is a hyperlink roller coaster starting out on one Wikipedia page and then going from link to link to link to link, careening through trivia, oddities, and unexpected connections until everyone wonders how the hell did we get here? 
Follow WikiHole on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to WikiHole ad-free by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Hello, everyone. Comedy Bang Bang, the podcast, is sponsored by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs. We're having entrepreneurs back on the show this year to stand out and succeed online. With Squarespace, it is easy to create a beautiful website to engage with all of your audience, all on your terms. You don't want to miss Fluid Engine, a next-generation website design system from Squarespace. Fluid Engine. Start with a best-in-class website template and then customize every design detail with reimagined drag-and-drop technology for desktop or mobile. Fluid Engine. Get started with one of Squarespace's professional website templates with des- with designs <laughs> with zzz. there's a lot of buzz around this with designs for every category and use case then customize your look update content and add features to fit your unique needs head to squarespace.com for a free trial and when you're ready to launch go to squarespace.com/bangbang to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain and we're back minimum minimum and (laughs) and we're saying things that we just said off mic and then we come back and we say them on mic right away and why were we even saying it off mic we don't know but we said the word minimum knows beach boys it wasn't like it was the final word of a sentence we said a full (laughs) sentence no we just said the word minimum (laughs) at some point we just start saying single words and and we say them at the same time (laughs) and and we don't know why we don't know we don't know where they come from but minimum What's weird is like a lot of the times the single words that we say at this stage, uh, I will never say again after I no, leave here. No, I cross them off the list of words I've said. Oh, for me, it just doesn't happen anymore. I didn't know you actually. No, I make a list. list. Uh, if you'll notice, if you listen to all of these episodes one after the other, you'll notice that I never repeat a word. That's wild. I just got to yeah. chill. This is the first time I'm saying this one. The. Are you? I haven't said it. In any episode before this. That's, I'm freaking yeah, out right it's now. It's crazy. Anyway, so yeah, I'm kind of a savant. Um, some would say idiot savant. <laughs> Very funny. But um, yeah, it's I just something I, don't, I actually idea. don't think that's funny. I think that's uh, it's mean. I don't, to, like, I don't like when people are mean to you. Thank you so much. You're my biggest defender. Scott, I would kill somebody for you. Who? My wife? <laughs> <laughs> They planned murder on a podcast. A noir movie where someone misinterprets what someone says and gets arrested immediately. He didn't even wait for me to answer it. He just ran out. All right. All right. All right, you pieces of shit. Hey, what's up, pieces of shit? We are counting down your final two best of the comedy bag members of the Let's throw some pearls before this swine. Here we go. Listen um, up, piggies. Stop fucking that cat <laughs> for two seconds. With your crooked ass dicks. Here we go. This is what you've chosen as your number two. Number two. Okay. Number toodles. Number Here it toodles. is. All right. Let me give you some numbers. Yeah. 704. Okay. So we're in 700s. Yeah. Early on. Pretty deep in the 700s. Pretty deep. <laughs> I mean, four. Yeah. Four's a lot of anything. If I had $4 right now? 
I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be unhappy. I wouldn't be here. <laughs> where, where would you go with that four dollars? <laughs> Take a bus somewhere. Somewhere else, and then not get back. <laughs> you stay there. Wherever I happen, start to be. a new life <laughs> as a bus driver. <laughs> I kill the bus driver. I take over his life. Um. Okay. Seven four from May third, twenty twenty one. May third. This is what does that tell you? This tells me I'm almost fully vaccinated, <laughs> and I'm very excited about it. But when did this show start? It started at four p.m. <laughs> and it's three in the morning now. No. When did when did comedy Bang Bang? Have its first episode, my dear boy. Oh, probably in May, a while ago. Wait a minute. Yes. Is this a born anniversario? This is the 12th anniversary episode. Holy moly. Number two. <clears throat> Good job, everybody. Wow. Number two. Who are the participants? Jason Manzukas, Andy Daly. Paul F. Tompkins. Me. The band Manchester Orchestra. Mancho. Carl Tart. Dan Lippert. Ego Wodum. Sean Diston, Jessica, McK Jessica McKenna, John <laughs> Gabris, Lily Sullivan. This is another stacked Shout out episode. To Lily Sullivan. Jessica McCain. Jessica McCain. Um, this was right at the cusp of when people were like getting vaccinated, but we still we it just it's when the anniversary happened to be. No one was comfortable being in the studio yet. Um, Nobody was. I think that I. I was past my two weeks at this point. Yes, um, but a I, lot of people I don't think weren't. I was yet. I think yeah. the towards the end of May I was ready to. But rumble. still, this one turned out so great. It's so great. It's funny all the way through. Uh, Manchester Orchestra, the band, Manchork. Uh, they're probably listening to this right now. Hi guys, uh, shout out to them, and uh, they're big fans of the show, and the, they did beautiful songs on mm -hmm. the episode. And then everyone just brought their A games on it. You have. Uh, Ow. The aforementioned Randy Snuts, uh, <laughs> and he brings his girlfriend, Carissa, whom we heard from for the first time. Scandalous. Very scandalous. Sprague is on it. Mm -hmm. uh, Gino, Charles Barkley, <laughs> Rabbi Bill Walton, <laughs> Charlotte Hornet. <laughs> but we're going to hear two clips. We're going to hear Jessica McKenna is the second clip doing Marjorie Kershaw, mm -hmm. who is the uh, park ranger That's character right. that she does. One of the most wholesome characters. Extremely wholesome. Jessica is... A uh, a big practitioner of wholesome comedy, one hundred percent, and it's a delight to listen to, and uh, a refreshing change of pace from the usual filth of this show. <laughs> so that is the second clip, but um, the first clip is the follow up to an episode that we heard uh, in our last <laughs> best of. I remember, and uh, I'll I'll just recap it a little bit. <clears throat> in the in the uh, previous episode with uh, episode 700, which was just four episodes previous, Jason Manzugas and I and Andy Daly, we uh, hit upon the Scrooge gang where Prince Philip was going to die <laughs> and everyone was going to be dressed as the characters from uh, Christmas Carol and Rob the Bank. You heard that. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Prince Philip was going to die. And so then what happened was... I think literally three or four days after that episode, Prince Philip actually died. <laughs> right. And every, suddenly one day on my phone, everyone started saying, you guys did it. <laughs> <laughs> you guys. The plan went off without a hitch. This 100-year-old man suddenly died. <laughs> so 
uh, we we realized that we had to address this somehow, and and thankfully the twelfth anniversary episode was was coming up, and so, um, this is what we're going to hear, and we'll talk about the behind the scenes of the other part after the clip. How's that mm, sound to you? Okay, so let's hear it. This is what you've chosen to be number two. Number two. But here's where things went, uh, gentlemen. I'm afraid off they the went rails. Pear shaped. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. The person who we had hired to play Scrooge in in the gang simply didn't show up. But it was uh, fine. We went ahead with it anyway. Yeah. It was way, we, wait, we waited for like five whole minutes. Well, and he, yes, and, he and he didn't I, show I had up. argued for giving him the more traditional 15-minute grace, but, <laughs> sure. but a, a bank robbery I, is a more look, precise thing. in show business, yes. you have to be five minutes early, and that means on time. So now, the fact that he was five I minutes have a late, I just, we just walked away. I have a question, Byron. Yes. In, in setting this up, mm. did you hire bank robbers so as to make the bank robbery feel real, or did you hire actors to play bank robbers? Jason, were you not paying attention this whole I time? I wasn't. I forgot. What did we, we do? We were there every day of this. We yes. were? We were yes. part of I so we forgot. Wrote this, we wrote the script right wrote after the, the script. episode. Oh, right. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Damn it. And Cut so as that you know. Out. Cut that out, Devin. <laughs> I'm not going to redact. You, you just redact. I demand. The rule is, if you say, I want it redacted, it mm. has to be redacted. Act, if you want it redacted, it has to be enacted. <laughs> yes. If you, uh, and so I I'm enacting redacting. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, it was a bunch of uh, actors who had uh, starred in a production of The Christmas Carol. And we had uh, got this great guy for The Ghost of Christmas Yet to Come, who oh, yes. all he had to do, you know, in, in A Christmas Carol, all he does is point at a grave. He's wearing yes. big, long robes. All he had to do was just show the teller the the note. He didn't have to say anything. Yes, yes. But well, somehow he, he we got this chatty caddy. Chatty Cathy, Chatty, chatty Cathy. Cathy. <laughs> we got a Chatty Cathy actor yes. out there who wanted to like beef up his role or something. It was crazy. Well, and of course, they did not realize that they were going to be shot for real by Right. Well, that was, we, me, yeah, we didn't tell them. Yeah. Dressed as uh, Prince Philip. And so that was, uh, that ended up being really They kept saying like, hey, where are my squibs? I see Prince Philip has squibs. Where are my squibs? And we kept saying like, yeah, don't worry we about it. We also told them that the police that were showing up were also actors. Sure, yeah. And you everyone know, in so the bank was an they actor. They would be totally safe uh, and they should yes. feel free to We had to told taunt. them actually that we had built an 11 to 10 scale Lloyd's bank around the real bank. So yes. the whole thing was a set. So it may be that the Scrooge fellow uh, was suspicious of some of that and therefore <laughs> did not show up. The rest Can of we them just are, say who he was? It's, uh, it was Patrick Stewart. Yes. All right. Good. We could say that. Yes. We were going to kill Patrick Stewart. Yes. The plan was to kill Patrick Stewart and everyone else who starred with him. That, I mean, that show. didn't start out as the plan. It, the plan was to get... Prince, the, sure. to get the public to believe that Prince Philip had been killed foiling that a bank robbery. was just a side benefit. The benefit we, on yeah. the other side of it was that we could get rid of Picard. <laughs> sure. Right. <laughs> right. That was, yes, just incidental. But as it turns out, gentlemen, because there was no Scrooge in the Scrooge gang, when the police got to the scene, they saw the dead body of what was meant to be Prince Philip, this body that Dalton Wilcox had With the arranged. prosthetics. Yes, yes, yes. And they, they assumed that this was the Scrooge and that this was a bad guy. And then when they determined it was Prince Philip, 
There was this terrible panic inside Buckingham Palace that Prince Philip had joined a bank-robbing squad. <laughs> wow. As Scrooge to the, the Scrooge gang. Now, it didn't help that he was wearing, like, one of those nightcaps that Scrooge has when he throws open the windows and goes that down and blunder. says, hey, that was the real blunder, yeah. Well, because we had we had thought that perhaps Prince Philip would have heard the gunshots and jumped sure. out of his bed and all that. <laughs> sure. we, we thought we, we thought we that made it more it. heroic yes, that he, like, jumped it. out of bed just to go, yes. go down just to, to this go bank. Forward. This bank robbery. <laughs> yes. But instead, it looked like he was, if anything, the ringleader. Yeah. Which exactly. is a very compelling narrative, I'm sure, that the tabloids picked up with and ran with. I mean, absolutely. I, I, we've never seen anything like it in London. This was the greatest clamping down of a news story you have ever seen in England. The, the, you've never seen such message discipline on the part of the royals or such cooperation on the part of the of reporters. Anyone who came within a mile of it was was threatened with their lives and ran away. Probably a kilometer. Yeah. Within a kilometer, yeah. probably within yes. a kilometer, of it. Anyone who which is how you would say. I know that's story. so polite of you to translate it. You don't, you don't have us, to say it for our sake. Yeah. No, I, I assume that Americans are far too stupid to even understand that <laughs> word and that it is a unit of measurement. This but, was the the biggest clampdown on a new story since uh, Princess Di was abducted by aliens, wasn't it? Uh, yes, exactly, exactly, <laughs> and even bigger because apparently you've heard of that. <laughs> well, sure. Piers Morgan told me. I mean, I think The Clash wrote a song about it. <laughs> yeah, Did they? about the the effect, the clampdown. About the yes. clampdown. <laughs> oh, well. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> and also, I thought the law was vaguely yep. about it tangentially. Yep, yep, absolutely. And London calling because yeah, they had know, to. There was, yeah, they they, there was a lot of calling in the city of London. Long distance people, calls are very expensive. That whole song when people is just realize about that the long Prince distance Phillip, rates. Yes, to space. Yes. <laughs> to space. Yes. <laughs> Well, anyway. they put out Buckingham Palace put out the story that Prince Philip had died peacefully surrounded by family. And of course, that's what everyone thinks happened. Uh, but, and I'm furious because all of our wonderful efforts uh, have gone to naught. They've been so sort of sewn up tight by the palace. Well, it's it was uh, it was unfortunate because we had an airtight plan and uh, we had the branding of the Scrooge gang that was going to be just, you know, dynamite and take over the world. And it was it's it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. It went down. This this. also really into like completely interrupts your entire plan to get on that spaceship. Were were you able to go? Were you able to go to the the funeral, though, and, and and cozy up to one of the royals? Well, the funeral itself was a rather small affair, but there was an after-funeral party, which was very, it was huge. Was that in the hotel lobby? <laughs> it was in the lobby of Windsor Castle, <laughs> yes, and it was really, it was like a three-day bacchanal. But, uh, but, but here's where things get only more complicated. Okay, if you remember, Lady Amelia Spencer... Right. She is single. Right. Single, ready to mingle. Is she she the one that's engaged to the Grizz? Yes. Okay. Well, this is what, when I I asked Dalton Wilcox, where did you get the body to swap? He said, this is the Grizz. What? Yes. Dalton Wilcox, and this is one of the things. Of his own volition. Well, he he came to feel that this was a, a... Dr. Mallet, Mr. Grizzle scenario. <laughs> right, that's right. And and so oh, that's right. And it was his he was duty bound to kill a monster. Yeah. Yes, yes. And so he shot the Grizz through the heart with a silver bullet. And just oh. to be safe, also shot him in the left thigh because sometimes <laughs> people's hearts heart are might, in their yeah, thighs. Yeah, people's hearts can happens, be moved. Yeah. 
Yes. <laughs> wow. So Grizz is gone. So lady, what's her name? Amelia, Amelia. Spencer. Amelia Spencer. She's, she, I mean, the Grizz has, has dropped off her radar. So maybe yes, the, she's ready to party. The Grizz is buried in Prince Philip's grave. Wow. Covered in prosthetic makeups. Whoa. Yes. That's what's going on. Crazy. So how does this affect plan one and you getting well, up there? Well, now, and... how it affects it is that I now uh, am trying my best to woo Lady Amelia Spencer. and to How's become that been her going? Husband. Well, it's, it's been difficult because she doesn't accept that the Grizz is gone. She says, oh, no, that's just the Grizz. He... he... <laughs> He disappears for a while, you know. <laughs> he goes he's off that, the Grizz. Yeah. He's that, he's that kind of guy. The Grizz goes off the Grizz. And, <laughs> you know, this is, typical, this is typical Grizz biz. <laughs> right. So she's, you know, I mean, all of my sort There's of no the, Grizzness like show Grizzness. <laughs> sure. So, so she's not receptive to your charms as of yet. No, she keeps saying, I'm engaged, I'm engaged. Well, what would the Grizz say and all this? And I, and I, <laughs> of course, I have this inside information that he's been buried, he's dead and buried. At what point do you just drop this information in her lap and say, look, I know what's really going on and I, I'm your best bet right now? That's what I'm trying to figure out. At some point, yes, just take her aside and say, listen, your fiancé has been murdered. Don't <laughs> just take her aside. Take her to the grave itself and exhume the body and sh take off the prosthetics show, and you know, show you her. You might have to show her. Oh, that's not don't just tell, idea. show. I have to bring along yeah. some uh, alcohol swabs to get the prosthetics on. <laughs> That's probably the least of your concerns with exhuming the whole body. Uh, well, not at all. Can you no, imagine? And, going and also prepare her. Tell her there's going to be quite a lot of spirit gum you're going to see. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And don't worry. We're going to be able to take that off and you'll see <laughs> the grizz underneath. Can you imagine going through all the effort of exhuming a body and digging it up and then being unable to take the prosthetics off and prove what you wish to prove because you didn't bring along alcohol to get well, through if the you spirit could perhaps have you could bring like a a thermos of drinks like a slow gin fizz grizz sure. um which is <laughs> which you could be drinking while you're exhuming the grave you know oh yes there would be drinks involved yeah this is a this is a nice little date you know out there in the cemetery and this could uh, be romantic yeah uh, I suppose so. I and prompt some closure for her. And then, boom, you're right there to be the shoulder she cries on. Next thing you know, you're in outer space. Yes. Yes. Well, that's Which is the end game, right? Being in outer space. Being in outer space is the end game. Well, I think the end game is killing Thanos. <laughs> and getting people back from the blip. Right, of course, yes. Well, this is, this is I mean, when is plan one happening, though? Because it was supposed to happen this week. Well, yes, it seemed very imminent, but uh, I, I, it, I gather that the funeral rather sort of threw things off a bit, and and uh, and and now I wonder if perhaps they're they're considering, uh, uh, they're they're wondering what will happen with the. Um, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, you know. Oh, so they're waiting for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame to see if uh, Shanana legally changes their name and gets to the stage before Tina Turner. Is that what it is? Yes, because if in fact Shanana does not make it into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, maybe then they're in the clear. Maybe Plan One would be called off. For now. Right. Well, I mean, this all just depends on, of course, the Grizz uh, being gone and the Grizz. Did being... someone mention my name? What? Wait. Well, well, well. <laughs> oh, no. Byron Deniston, as I live and breathe. <laughs> what? Who's this, then? <laughs> oh, what? you know who it is, me old China. Sir, announce yourself. Who are you? It's me, 
agrees. Wait a minute. What? How can this be? We've just been told you were killed. Dalton <laughs> Wilcox murdered you with a silver bullet to the heart <laughs> and the leg. <laughs> no one kills the Grease. <laughs> oh my, wait. So you're unkillable or he just didn't succeed Are you some sort of immortal? How do you I mean, work, I don't, I don't think I'm unkillable, but that, that <laughs> bloke didn't kill me. <laughs> Wait, oh so, God! So you so that, far I'm unkillable. <laughs> so that was you then with the prosthetics. Oh, it was me with the prosthetics. Wait, day. so was it also you who was buried in Prince Philip's grave? Did you have to? Did, were you buried alive? Not the first time, dearie, and it won't be the last. <laughs> oh, my God! So are you here for revenge? <laughs> I'll tell you what I'm here for. I'm here to defend the, the honor of my girlfriend, Lady Amelia. Wow. This Lisa, is shocking. You did all of this for love. For love and for sex and for money. <laughs> Where's the money come into it? Oh, I guess she's got a lot. She's of a Spencer, yes. Money she's a, not she's a Windsor. Yeah. So you, you know everything? You know about the Scrooge gang, everything? Oh, I know everything. The Scrooge gag's not going to work. It's Wait, did you listen to <laughs> I know, episode? I know you, did you like listen it. To episode seven hundred. Me and Byron like it. Anytime, I, anytime I'm spoken about, I manage to hear it. I watch the world with the eyes of little birds. <laughs> <laughs> well, Grizz, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. Welcome the to Comedy Bang Bang. <laughs> I'm sorry, the Grizz. <laughs> and by the way, I would like to thank you, the Grizz, because I also was against the name uh, the Scrooge Gang. I thought I especially point, thought it was at this point it's it was, a tie, and you're not even part of it anymore, the Grizz. It's, it's a bit whimsical. No, yeah. I'm not part of it, am I? I never was part of it. This is all a fantasy of your making. <laughs> Just so I understand, Dalton Wilcox did shoot you and did cover you in prosthetics to look like Prince Philip, and did lay you in the street in front of Lloyd's Bank, and 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 you were buried in Prince Philip's grave, but none of that had killed you, and you managed to claw your way out, and now here you are? That's right. You got it in one. <laughs> Nobody beats the Grizz. <laughs> The this is shocking. This is a shocking development. <laughs> shocking, isn't it? Nobody beats the Grizz. Is <laughs> Nobody beats the Grizz. Are there t-shirts? Because I'd love to make some t-shirts. That's Nobody gotta beats the be Grizz. a t-shirt. That's gotta be a t-shirt. Well, the Grizz. This is <sighs> incredible. You're, you're, did you claw your way out of the grave? What what exactly happened? The easiest thing in the world is to escape from a coffin that wants to be buried underground. Are you some sort of David Blaine type uh, illusionist? What? The, no. The, the guy that goes in a glass box and says, I'm going to go in a glass box for a while. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so you, you have no aspirations to be any kind of uh, magician or... What I do, yeah, I don't do for show. I do it to survive. To a royal. He's not, he doesn't have time to be doing magic. He's engaged to a well, royal. You have nothing but time to do magic once you're engaged to a royal. Once you're married. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. So you have no time right now. <laughs> no time right now. Sorry. <laughs> no time for magic right now, mates. I've got to be on it. I've got to survive <laughs> to make it to the royal wedding that I'm going to have. Have you, have you uh, announced your presence? Have you returned back to your fiance at this point? I've been communicating with her through a series of birds. 
Through a series of birds. Which birds? Uh, which now, which you, series is mean, this? Do you mean actual birds, or are you in the in the sense of like in Game of Thrones, like you, the, like the little street urchins are your are the gossip network? Those little birds. Both the little street urchins carry actual birds. <laughs> That's wow. expensive. Like a waste of the birds' natural talent to fly. <laughs> These birds is all wounded, Byron. That is done. They can't fly no more. Look at this cruel prick. Think so you should just be put to death, wow. summarily executed if they ever get an injury, Byron? What, are you the producers of luck but with birds? <laughs> You're saying you've t you've written little notes to your fiancé and tied them to the legs of <laughs> birds who are injured and cannot fly and handed them to street urchins who then carry them to Lady Amelia? Did I stutter? <laughs> no, you didn't. I, honestly, I think it would be more merciful to kill the birds. <laughs> Oh, you would, wouldn't you? I do. Well, that's you, isn't it? A posh toff like you. All you think about is, is it lower than me? Kill it. <laughs> I mean, Byron Dennison, I have to say, this is like, this is, as a royal watcher, yes. this must be huge news for you. This Not only that the Grizz is alive, foiling The Grizz is plots, alive! But also hearing about, like, a specific royal method of communication heretofore unknown. Oh, I it's not a royal method. Oh. It's a method from the streets. I'm a <laughs> commoner, you might say. Oh, interesting. Oh, okay. Got it. I had no idea. Gr oh, the Grizz oh, you didn't? Did no, I your sound like is... I come from Oxbridge, mate? Your, your, your accent is British, so very posh. The Grizz, where... where... <laughs> Where, what's your background? Where did you come from? We don't know anything about you. I other come than... from the gutter. <laughs> Are you some sort of like Oliver Twist or Fagin style uh, uh, con artist out there on the streets who's ingratiated First himself? First of all, Oliver Twist was not a con artist. He was an orphan, wasn't he? And Fagin was not a con artist either. He was a pickpocket. And he ran a ring of little kid pickpockets. I bet Nobody was conning anyone. People were just taking people. <laughs> so would you say, are you a con artist, kind of like a Danny Ocean or um, or a um, I can't remember what Brad Pitt's character's name in the he, Ocean's But he ate a lot. Was. He certainly was always eating something. I think his name was Shrimp Cocktail. His name was Shrimp Cocktail. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a bad name. <laughs> Brad Pitt played a character named Shrimp Cocktail in the oh, Ocean's Danny Ocean. movies. This, yeah. this is my best friend. <laughs> this is my best shrimp friend. Cocktail. Shrimp Cocktail. <laughs> at that, and, and at precisely 11.45 Shrimp Cocktail, you're going to move to the blackjack table. <laughs> How long does it take to sing the song God Save the Queen. I mean, shrimp come from the ocean, so it's not that big of a stretch. As do we all, mate. As <laughs> that's, do that's we true. all. That's true. So say we all. So say we all. Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> <laughs> oh, are you a sci-fi fan? I, I'm sci-fi. Oh, really? <laughs> What's your favorite? You an SP1 any, guy? Any, recommend, any recommendations? I'm looking for something new to watch sci-fi wise. Blake 7, of course. You've got to watch Blake 7. Well, Doctor okay. Doctor Who. Yes, Doctor Who. That's the only sci-fi that really matters, isn't it? Wow, you on, guys are on really this getting we along. agree, Byron. That is <laughs> oh, the <wow>. right. <laughs> good, good, good. I mean, do you have a? Do you have a? I guess uh, uh, you don't have a problem with Byron here. I mean, the guy who who shot you is Dalton Wilcox, right? I oh, mean, I've got a problem with Byron. What's your problem with me, Dalton? Wil You're full of questions, ain't you, Byron? <laughs> All I'm trying to do is steal your fiance away. If and if killing you to do it is what's needed, I'm perfectly willing. Do Other you than that hear yourself, mate? <laughs> 
<laughs> Do you hear yourself? You're shouting. Are you even aware? Of the I actually Grizz? can't hear myself that well, and that's why I do tend to shout sometimes. Oh. I do have. I, I do, uh, mates. Let me just say, I do have a bit of tinnitus, and so I often cannot hear myself that well. And so sometimes I will speak more loudly than I realize I'm speaking. So if I, that does happen, I do. This makes sense of the Grizz. Okay. But there is also anger. <laughs> Are you even aware, the Grizz, of the plan to take you up into space? Do you even know that that's happening, and that Are that's we? one of the side benefits of marrying a royal? Are you even aware? Indeed, I am aware. And no one's going to keep me from marrying Lady Amelia and going to space or deep under the ocean or wherever she wants to go because I'm in love with her and that's the truth. (laughs) What are you going to do out in space, the Grizz? I don't know, space things? (laughs) I mean, I can see Collect (laughs) rocks? Does it sound that exciting? I don't, it, what's exciting to me is being by the side of my lady love, wow. lady right. Amelia. You know, it's, right. it's, what's kind of wonderful about being able to, because, you know, previously when we were speaking to Byron a couple of weeks ago, previously. we got this whole story and it, I, got, I got really wrapped up in Byron surviving the uh, apocalypse on Earth and living in space. But, but now that I'm talking to the Grizz, what I realize that at the heart of this is a love story. Yeah. You know, at the heart of this is a story about Lady Amelia and the Grizz that's and right. that their love is true. Um, it's true. Well, he did mention money and sure. sex. Sure. And, that and money was like, number three. And also <laughs> Love survive. was number one. <laughs> sex was number two. And money was number three. Yes. Yeah. For me, space you is number one. a romantic ranking. What are you going to do with money out in space? Are you going to turn it into space bucks? Buy rocks. Can I ask? (laughs) That's not answered. (laughs) Now, here's an interesting question. Uh, Well, we'll be the judge of Yeah, of course. Byron, um, knowing that you had faked Prince Philip's death using what you believed to be the corpse of the Grizz. Yes. Have you been trying to woo Lady Amelia as a new uh, a new, new person or as Byron or or as the Grizz. Have you been impersonating the Grizz? And if so, I'd like to hear how that's going. Well, no, I have been a new suitor, but r- rumor oh, has okay. reached my ears that Dalton Wilcox has been impersonating the Grizz. <laughs> oh. The man that he believed he killed to try. Why and would he to- do that? Because don't don't you all want the Grizz out of the way? <laughs> we got we got to get. We, we, is Dalton available? I have I no really, idea. I have no idea where yeah, he is. Has Dalton but, around? Can we? I I have been trying to present myself as a new suitor, but Dalton, who who believed up until, well, still believes that he killed the Grizz, has sort of stepped into his shoes and tried to take his place to marry Lady Amelia. He literally stepped into my shoes. And you know what's funny is that my shoes is bigger than Dalton Wilcox's shoes. And so he's had his stuff newspaper in the toes. (laughs) It is very funny. (laughs) <laughs> wow. You can tell that on his shoe, his feet are, they look ridiculous on his must, body. Just that must infuriate. Toes. That must infuriate Dalton Wilcox because newspapers are usually from the city. Yeah. You he know? must hate that. He must hate <laughs> he does that, all that like city He would prefer just rot. manure strewn rags instead of newspapers, <laughs> yes. but that's all he could get. Kerosene soaked shirts. You feel like the equivalent of newspapers for cowboys is manure strewn <laughs> <Yeah>. rags. <laughs> they get delivered on your porch every that day. Is, <laughs> I mean, like, they're wanted posters and such. Did you? <laughs> the old okay. West. All right. Well, did Those you see the, the manure? City. Did you see the manure soaked rag today? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Looks like it's going to rain. <laughs> 
Well, look, we, we this is an astounding development it in certainly is. the Byron Denniston story and the Prince Philip story. And uh, unfortunately, we have to take a break. And, and the Grizz story. Well, the Grizz story <laughs> continues on. That's perhaps the most astounding this is development a bit of, of a, all. This, I will say, based on the theme, this is a bit of a Grizzmas story. That's true. I mean, the Scrooge gang a is ready. Carol. A Christmas yeah. Carol? Are the Christmas Carol? <laughs> well, we have to take a break, but uh, can you guys stick around? Is that... Uh, oh, I'll be sticking around. Okay, <laughs> wonderful. Uh, I, I, I do hear. have a tea later with uh, Lady Amelia, but I, I, can, I can give you a little more time. Oh, wow. I regret to inform you, your lordship, <laughs> that tea has been cancelled. <laughs> She is a uh, park ranger. She's one of our uh, uh, wonderful park rangers out there in our national parks. And uh, last time we talked to her, she was up in the uh, St. Louis Arch, which Byron and uh, uh, Jason, we mentioned, I believe, the last time you were on the show. Yeah. And uh, we'll see what's going on with her now. Please welcome back to the show, Marjorie Kershaw. Hi, Scott. Thanks hey. for having me. Happy anniversary, one two one two. <laughs> yeah, check one two one two here. Thanks so much for being on the show. Uh, you remembered, uh, Jason. I don't know if you've ever met Jason. I don't think we have ever met. It's oh my lovely gosh. to meet you, Marjorie. Nice to meet you. Nice to and, meet you. And uh, of course, Byron Deniston, who's from uh, Merry Old England. Yes, indeed. Hi. You know, the Sheriff of Nottingham, etc. Yeah, yeah, okay, great. Hi, nice to meet you. Pleasure, pleasure. Famous denizens of England, I'm lumping you in with. I've um, never been to the St. Louis Arch, uh, I, I'm, but now I, I'm excited to visit it. Now that it's a national park, I wouldn't oh, go yeah. if it was simply a, a, a thing. E- oh, of, yes. oh, yeah, Gateway to the West. Very and of exciting. course, we have the Grizz here. I don't know if you've ever met the Grizz. Grizz, have you ever gone to the St. Louis Arch? Never been, but it's a pleasure to make your acquaintance, my nice lady. Nice to meet you. Well, Scott, I'm actually not at the Arch right now. No? Where, where, what, what's happened to you? I'm at arguably the jewel of the NPS. Yosemite. National Park System. That's right. Yo, thank you're you. in Yosemite? I'm, I'm here. I'm here. Um, didn't get transferred. Not working here. Uh, just oh. took my personal time to come out and look at it because, you know, it's been my dream <laughs> for a long time. And that's where you want to get to. That's that where is I want to get to. That's the big show. That's the game. That's, uh, that's I thought you'd been called up, but no, you're that's just the there big, on. That's uh, the big leagues. That's the yeah. big league. That's the So old. the arch is kind of triple A baseball. And, if and, that. Well, yeah, you know, I've I've been sort of um, I've been making my making a name for myself through some of the lesser parks, Jason. So I um, got it. I started at Pinnacles in California, as I call them, the jazz hands of Central California. Sure. Uh, then I was uh, moved up to the gates of the Arctic, least visited park in Alaska. Dry Tortugas <laughs> in Florida, which is just a big fort. Then the Arch during COVID where you couldn't go in the elevator. But I'm <laughs> here on my personal time at well, I would say the, the best park in the, the system. Crown Jewel, the yeah. Crown Jewel. This yeah. is where this is where you want to get, but you're just there on PT. Yep, yep, yep. And unfortunately, Scott, I did suffer a, a mild ankle injury um, oh, just no. as I was going no. through the South Gate at Wawona Campground. You well, know, I say don't ever take a social trail, but there was a gum wrapper I wanted to get, and um, oh <laughs> no! So like, you bet. You, what happened? You stepped on a, a pebble, or yeah, I that? just took I just took a I took a route the wrong way and uh, 
t- timber did I go? Just like oh. the bi- just oh. like a big old general general Tim Burton. Tim Burton. Started off took me down. Started off great and interesting, <laughs> and then was terrible at the end. That's right. That's so wow. far my experience here at Old Southgate. But you didn't you didn't like the fraptious day. <laughs> oh, Kalukale! It didn't work out. I chortled with my not joy in this. You situation. didn't like the flower wagon. No, twas grilling and the slithy toves did. Oops, here I trip, I go. <laughs> That'd be a fun prank for lumberjacks to play. They'd be like, Tim Burton. And then suddenly Tim Burton walks in, everyone's ducking and trying yeah. to get out of the way. And instead of a lumberjack, it was Edward Scissorhands cutting yeah. down the tree. That would be funny. That would be funny. Oh, well. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Better than the Scrooge gang? I Wait, don't know. so Marjorie, are you like, are you down? Are you like out of commission? I'm Do you need a... us to send help? Oh, wow. Well, that yeah, are be... you are you broadcasting from it within the actual park? Do you need well, help? Well, just barely within the park. Um, you know, I didn't make it to t- <laughs> Tunnel View. Haven't seen El Cap or Half Dome yet. Haven't gone on a hike to the Cathedral Lakes. Nope. Just sitting here. Just can almost see the Grove of sequoias just can almost barely glimpse oh. it from where I am but you can't see even an inch of it can you because no, no, you're I'm just not. still just, just in the fr- in the gate I'm you're just, just in just but the, right pr- within the, the promise the gate. of it makes you the, happy oh I can boy oh boy I'm almost there Mrs <laughs> is it is it true that Americans drive through trees there <laughs> oh well, not within the actual park. Um, you have a drive-through with within a tree. There are drive-through trees, but none yeah. of those exist within park boundaries. Is um, that good for a tree? No, no, certainly not. <laughs> <laughs> certainly not. Oh, I mean, look who cares about living things all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah, birds are in trees. Do you care about them, <laughs> Byron? I I like birds as long as their wings work, and they don't snap. <laughs> <laughs> Got a lot of rules. <laughs> Just that one. So do, do you need assistance? Do, or have any of the rangers uh, come by and, and see well, you there? Or I've been trying to make some inroads. You know, I'm 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 connected with all these folks on LinkedIn, but um, I just... <laughs> sure, but are they not refusing? Well, you or- know, Scott, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to spill any tea, but they are Yosemite Park Rangers. So, you know, they're... They're a bit of, you know, it's sort of like uh, this, they're seniors and I'm a freshman. You know, oh, they're a little bit untouchable. Hazing. Okay. So you know. if they came by, would you even would you even let them know oh that you were gosh. hurt? Or would you try and be cool and play no, it off like I, I have everything's so far, fine? I've been trying to keep it very cool. Just yeah. saying, have, oh, they, have they swung by? Have they driven by people, you? A couple people have driven by and say, hey, do you need any help? And I, oh, no, just getting rooted to the ground. Just trying to. <laughs> you should tell them you need Getting assistance. rooted to the ground? Just connecting. <laughs> just, you know, just trying to reconnect. Just trying to surf those frequencies. How long have you been out there? About 18 hours, but I have, uh, I, you know, right. always carry water, so I'm all right so and far. And to be clear, you're not stuck. This no, is in a no, no, 127 no. hours type situation. No, you're, this not, is you're, you're at about it's an 18 hours type situation. <laughs> this is just fro- frozen by my own anxiety and pride, just trying to make a good impression on the, on these Yosemite and uh, How Rangers. far away are you from the car that you arrived in? Um, so, uh, well, I actually just got dropped off on a bus. Uh, oh, didn't, didn't splurge wow. for renting a car. You know, don't just trying to make the most of my time out oh, here. Yeah, you can't afford yes. that on an elevator operator salary. No, no, no. <laughs> 
Well, th- I, this is this is terrible, but oh uh, no, I'm in the park here where Muir camped with Teddy Roosevelt and said, "Hey, ain't this a great idea?" I mean, I'm I'm right there. I'm I'm almost at the valley. <laughs> that floor famous where- John Muir quote. <laughs> Hey, hey, isn't this hey. a great idea? <laughs> isn't that on a plaque at the op- at the beginning of the park? <laughs> the mountains are calling and I must, hey, ain't this a good idea? <laughs> How far away are you from the gate? Are you just your well, feet? There's three gates. Uh, so oh. I'm, I am just within the south gate at Wawona <laughs> Campground. So I'm technically in the park, just haven't okay. seen any of its more resplendent views. But if you were to scooch back even like three feet, would you be, be outside out of the, of the park? park? <laughs> okay, so you just made it right in. <laughs> Just there. <laughs> Number two. Yes. <laughs> so let's talk about the Grizz. Okay. So a, a little little background. Again, Andy, you know, we, we'll, when I reach out and I say, hey, you know, Prince Philip just died. We should address it. <laughs> That's about as far as our planning goes. Yeah. Like Andy usually then takes it. This is what's what's true on the Andy episodes. Andy usually goes, yeah, we should. And then he goes off and thinks about it for a little bit and comes in with something and surprises us with mm-hmm. it. Okay, so, but all of the all of the stuff about the Grizz and all that was all in the moment. So mm-hmm. then how did you- And based com- on real things. Yes, that's, yeah. that's Jason looking it up on Wikipedia going, yeah. I have big news, the Grizz, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> so, so then- Paul, you were not planning on playing the Grizz, is that correct? I d- that's correct. I don't remember who I was going to play. I do. Because, because I would have told you, right? Well, also, something else happened. Um, you were you were playing uh, uh, Shivo oh, Knievel. Oh, yes, that's right. So here's how the Zoom episodes are put together. Everyone separately, and on a show like this that has 10 people on it plus a band, mm. everyone is recording their own audio at their, in their own house. Right. And the geniuses here at Earwolf, uh, Devin and Ryan and, and he everyone. He means it in the good way. Yeah, I was being. Not, I not actually quotes. was being sarcastic. Yeah. Oh, the geniuses over here. Oh, I, I misread <laughs> the situation. I apologize. They, um, no, they then have to stitch together twelve pieces of audio and make it sound like they're all happening at the same time. And the, and um, everyone's audio is. Kind everyone has a different mic in a different room, and so everyone's like is of varying qualities, and then they all make it all sound like a, as close as possible to the to us being in the same room as possible. Right. Um, now, everyone presses record at different times, and you because you were one of the first guests on, you knew you were coming on right after um, Jason and Andy. You had pressed record before your entrance. Yes, and I muted. My microphone. You muted your Zoom, so yes. you guys couldn't hear me. Yes, I yes. muted my Zoom, so you guys. So couldn't we hear could me. not hear this. You, you, you were not on camera or, or anything, but you were warming up doing your voice. <laughs> yeah, because I hadn't done it. I'd only done it once before. Once before, and so you yes. were. You, and so I listened to it. I mm-hmm. went back and listened to a little bit of the episode so I could get the voice, and then I was practicing it out loud. And what is your catchphrase that you were saying? <laughs> it's "You're a rude young man." <laughs> yes. So you you were like kind of going, "You're a rude young man," <laughs> and you you were like warming up your voice, and none of us could hear that while we were doing the show. Right. Um. So that was the character you were going to do. I bring that up simply because. Um, this is one of the few, uh, snafus, AKA situation normal, all, all fouled up. up. Oh, I beg your pardon. I apologize. <laughs> that happened on the show where, um, when, when the guys put it together, 
they'll they'll lay out the starting point for everyone's audio and they'll and they'll like mute certain sections of it. But the episode got put out accidentally with your <laughs> warm up <laughs> unmuted. Yeah. And so dur- the the first people who listen to the episode right when it comes out um before we caught it about mm-hmm. an hour in or something like that. Um, an hour in, I started seeing people mentioning like, why are we hearing Paul saying you're a rude young man <laughs> while the other people are talking? And then I didn't play that character. <laughs> yeah, it was it was very, I mean, I felt embarrassed. I'm glad that you had a sense of humor about it um, to see like your warm up being revealed to the- I mean, to, you know, it's, it doesn't sound any different than what I do right. on the show. Yes, exactly. <laughs> anyway, so we, uh, thankfully about an hour- uh, into it, we took that version down and uh, re-upped the one where you were muted on it. But then let's talk about what ac- actually happened. So we were, <laughs> yeah. you were planning on doing that, mm-hmm. and then we talked about the Grizz, and suddenly while we were talking, I get a text from you that says, "Hey, should I just play the Grizz?" <laughs> <laughs> and I love those kind of surprises on the show. Um, Neither Andy nor Jason had any idea that was going to happen. So I immediately rubbed back and said, yes, you should. (laughs) And I said, just come in whenever. And you found a perfect moment. I mean, just listening to it back, it is, it, it, it's, it's, the whole thing sounds planned. It's like it, you picked the perfect moment to enter. It takes Andy, listening back to it, it takes Andy by surprise. He, it, man, that was such, I remember his face when I started He doesn't doing quite it. know how to handle it. He's, <laughs> he's such a great improviser, but he is surprised to the point where he's a little like, oh, wait, what now? What is, what is this happening? And then your voice is great. And uh, it's just uh, one of one of the best moments. I also don't I think, think I turned on my camera right away. Oh, I think I, I, think I unmuted my mic and started okay. talking. And started and talking, and he, so he was very confused. So he didn't even know it was you. Maybe, yeah. yeah, yeah, he yeah, just, yeah. So yeah, just a great, great <laughs> moment and um, a funny. I mean, it reminds me a little of last year's countdown when um, Sean as. Rudy, I think, was talking about being uh, Cake Boss being his sponsor, and then Cake I, boss. I, I, to, to surprise him, I texted you like, "Can you, can you hop on this Zoom right now and yeah. be Cake Boss?" And you surprised him as playing Cake Boss. So it's, Cake it's there were there were little funny things that we could do like that over Zoom where that we couldn't do in the studio. Where yeah. if you had been sitting here in the room, your communication of should I play the Grizz would have been apparent to Andy, but it truly was a surprise to Andy. Maybe, maybe not. Well, that's true. Actually, in the studio, I probably would have just done it without asking you. <laughs> yes, which would have been fine too, but um, but he at least would have known you were there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like about to do something or whatever. He so. wouldn't have thought, as he clearly did, that the real Grizz was somehow <laughs> on the Zoom. <laughs> well, that was great. And then Jessica, obviously, doing Marjorie, stuck there. Uh, <laughs> Right. Is really funny. Um and so yeah, great choice for number two, guys. But there it's there's another one still to come. There's an even better episode. Yeah, I know. I mean, technically it's the best one according to the people that voted, but it's number one. It's number one. Like I just yeah. listened to three and two. What? I'm gonna listen to number one? <laughs> but look, we also have the snowman game. We have the snowman game. <laughs> Don't lose heart. You know what, Scott? I'm gonna up the end. I'm gonna say once again, mm-hmm. we will in unison. Sign off with Jerry Springer sign off. That's right. We, so that is coming up as well. And do you want to up the ante? Do you want to raise the stakes for the snowman game? Okay. Keep Monetarily? Talking. Yes. Okay. Whoever the snowman looks at, I oh. will. 
Mm. I will personally pay $100 to. <laughs> and if the snowman looks at no one. You give everyone $200. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, if the snowman looks at no one, it's more likely to look at no one. Yeah, it is. Frankly, it is. But if it doesn't look at no one, it's if it does look at someone, that's so exciting. Shit. I got to Okay. If the snowman looks at no one, what's the better way to do this? If the snowman looks at no one, you donate $100 to charity. <sighs> Fuck, I don't want to do that either. <laughs> if the snowman looks at someone, you give that person $100 and then $100 to to donate to charity. Okay. If the if the if the snowman looks at no one, I donate $100 to the snowman's charity of choice. Absolutely. Which will probably be to Snow. like extinguish the sun right, or something exactly. like that. Something like oh, that. Oh god. Idiots. If the snowman looks at someone, I'll donate $100 to charity and to that person. Okay. And if it looks at me, I'm doing none of it. That makes sense. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I can't argue with that. <laughs> All right. When we come back, we'll have your episode number one. And the snowman, snowman game, game conclusion. We'll be right back. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's not January anymore, is it? No, it's long past January. And people, the new year has worn off. 2024? No, I'm no longer writing 2023 on my checks. I know it's 2024. The excitement of the new year, it's totally worn off. It's gone. But you know what? You still have to keep your groove going. You got to keep things going. But for businesses who do a lot of mailing and shipping, you got to keep moving, right? Keep moving and mailing and shipping. Well, stamps.com streamlines all of your mailing and shipping to turbocharge your operational efficiencies. I've always wanted my operational efficiencies turbocharged, and Stamps.com does it. Get access to the USPS and UPS mailing services you need to run your business right from your computer anytime, day or night. And with rates you can't find anywhere else, like up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Stamps.com, they've been around for 25 years, I believe, and I've been talking about them now for 10... They're, they're our super sponsor. I've been talking about them for so long, and we've been using them. We used Stamps.com at the beginning of starting uh, the business Earwolf to mail everything. We love it. Keep your mailing and shipping moving at the speed of your business with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code BANGBANG for a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and, get this, a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to Stamps.com, click the microphone at the top of the page, enter code BANGBANG. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What is the first thing that you would do if you had an extra hour in your day? Can you imagine if every day was 25 hours? Would you sleep during it? I, I mean, I maybe you could sleep more, uh, especially if you, uh, but, but maybe you can't sleep more. It would be an extra hour to do like fun stuff for you. You, you could maybe it's like you're always like, I can't exercise. I can't find the hour. Well, now you got it. Well, a lot of our friends and neighbors out there, we spend our lives wishing we had more time, right? Well, the question is time for what? If time was unlimited, limited, how would you use it? Well, therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do 
more of it. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It is entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. And you can learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com bangbang today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash bangbang. <laughs> Comedy bang bang, we Comedy are bang, bang. back. And Paul, come out and play. Come out and play. Do you think there's people that think that's a good movie? I still haven't seen. It's dumb. It's it's a reference that I've known my entire adult Absolutely. life, and yet I have never seen. it. I saw it. I think within the last five years. Oh, really? Maybe okay. ten, but it, but as an adult, and it's uh, dumb. And it's not good. It's not good. Movies generally... But you know what? I will say this. It's worth seeing because it's weird. Yeah, okay. It's weird. It's worth seeing. Movies pre-2013 are pretty bad. Movies pre-2013 are pretty bad and I don't like them. Go. Movies pre-2013 are pretty bad and I don't like them. And I wish that everyone who's in them were dead. (laughs) Movies (laughs) pre-2013... Are not good, and (laughs) I don't like them, and I wish that everyone that was in them was dead. (laughs) That's what I do. Yeah, you just repeat it. I have to add more onto it. (laughs) And I hope someone pisses on their graves. (laughs) (laughs) Movies before 2013 are pretty bad, and I don't like them, and I hope everyone that was in them is dead, and I hope someone pisses in their graves. And I wish that someone was me. Okay. Movies pre-2013 are not good. And I don't like them. Oh, no. And I hope everyone in them is dead. Oh, no. And I hope someone pisses out of their grave. (laughs) And I hope that person is me. And it is. I'm doing it now. (laughs) Oh, no. Shit. You're making a mess. Sorry. Why do we keep graves in here? Of all these people. It's scary. I meant to say this to you. We've been doing it for years. It's terrifying in here. Why are we doing this? It's freezing cold. (laughs) There's cobwebs everywhere. (laughs) Oh, God. Paul, we're here. Yeah. We Can knew you believe this, it? We knew this would, would happen. We knew it would happen. I did it again. <laughs> Lunch. <laughs> oh, you know what? I think that will help people. If they say, Lunch, I did it again. Like, oops, I did it again. I think, lunch, yeah, I did I, it again. I think it'll, it, because it's like, I finished lunch, lunch, I did it again. What about, I did it again. Lunch. Which do you think is going to be easier to remember to do every single time you have lunch? Well, I guess when you hear the word lunch, you'll think, I got to say lunch. I did it again. I think also when you think the word lunch, we want people to think the word, because they're not always going to be announcing, I'm having a lunch now, like a king. I think that we want them to get to the point where they're thinking to themselves, I'm going to eat lunch. Like final bite, they should say to themselves, what did I just do? Oh yeah, lunch. (gasps) I did it again. Here's what you need to do. (laughs) You need to think to yourself, what did I just do? But don't like- What did I just do? Lunch. When did I do it? Yeah. Then. You don't have to- Again, you don't have to, you don't have to think the words, what did I just do? You should feel that. You should feel it. It's emotional. It's like if we could read minds, it would just be a jumble of like, want this, beer, pussy. (laughs) (laughs) That was my dog. Want this, beer, pussy. (laughs) 
I was like one saying, oh, I wish my dogs could talk because I would love to hear what they had to say to me, you know? And my dad was like, all it would be is a bunch of random, just like food, 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 food. What do you, hey, Gary Larson, take it easy. <laughs> he should collaborate with Morrissey though. I, I think you got to agree. Gary Larson, if you're listening to this and I know you are. And I know you are. You have nothing but time on your hands. That he would be who could make Morrissey good again. More... You guys are perfect for each other. Don't you see, you fools? <laughs> How surprising would it be if they- If they got married? <laughs> well, if they got married, yeah. All bets I mean, are off. that would be- He's famously celibate. Is Gary Larson married? I don't know. Is he still know. celibate, Morrissey? Yeah, well, probably, yeah. I mean, on, no, ma- no, no, no. I thought there was a song where he was like slyly I'm admitted he got anymore. a little. I'm I'm having some sex. <laughs> <laughs> and heaven knows. Guess what? Hand jobs count. <laughs> okay, we got to get to it. Yeah, let's eat our vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> this is your episode number one. Number one. Okay. Okay, I got to know. Episode. Gotta know the stats and the deeds. What do you think? Is it in the 600s or the 700s? Oh, I think it's in the 700s. Would it surprise you then to know it's episode 696? Yeah, I guess so, because I said fucking 700s. So now I look like an idiot. Thanks a lot. Sorry to embarrass you like this. Fuck off! Fuck off! Logan Roy! Why does he say his own name so much on the show? Logan Roy! Logan Roy! <laughs> uh, this is from March 8th. 2021. March 8th. So it's only been March for like a week and a day. Mm, yeah, I can't. Is that right? Yeah. One, one two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah. Nine, one, 10, 11, 12. 12. <laughs> this is, do you want to know the title? Yeah, I do. This is an episode called Rather Good. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Yes, that is our number one episode of the year, the episode called Rather Good. <laughs> Let us name the participants. This has the aforementioned Gillian Jacobs. Correct. Finally in a number one episode. Hey, yeah. She's been in some great episodes in the past, has never been number one. She's been in some great episodes, but this is exciting. She is in the number one episode of the year. This has Deanna Reasonable. <laughs> I bit off more than I could chew with that one. I ran out of breath very quickly in that. Aww. Deanna Reasonover is in this. This is her first time on the show, mm-hmm. and she gets in the number one episode. Imagine that. This has Paul F. Tompkins. <gasps> Me! And this has Neil Campbell. That's right. He of the rather good. The rather good catchphrase. Okay, so <laughs> little background. I guess all you really need to know is Deanna and Gillian have a podcast together called That's Periodic right. Talks. And you brought them in after a little background dropped out. <laughs> yep. I did a background check on them as well. Um, Deanna is on NCIS. That is germane to the clip we're going to hear. Navy, criminal, investigation, <laughs> services. services. <laughs> um, she, she, we talk about, I think you hear this in the clip. We talk about what she plays on NCIS. And um, this episode, I'm glad it's number one. It is, it's, it's one of the few, especially during the Zoom era, when I would have to listen to them in full. Um, a lot of times I don't like to listen to these back. Um, but during the Zoom era, I had to dutifully listen to them all so we could edit them together correctly and make them cut out any of the weirdness of like, what'd you say? What'd you say? Right. Um, and this is one where after, but after I was done, it was like, 
don't want to hear it again until I have to do the best ofs. And this is one that Kulop uh, started playing. <laughs> and I uh, like about uh, three days after it came out and she was wandering around the house playing it. And I just found myself engrossed back in it again. And I listened mm. to the entire thing with her. And we just sat there laughing at it. It's so funny. The The interview is fun with both uh, Gilly and Deanna. And then you come in. You have a great character. And then uh, Neil comes in with another great character. And we're going to hear little sections of all of it in these clips. I mean, it's number one. It deserves to have sections of all. Yes. You play. Do you remember who you play? Was I Alimony Tony? No, you were Al A. Peterson. <laughs> the Smooth Criminal. Very similarly named. Uh He's the smooth criminal, and we talk about that for a bit. And then Neil plays Alistair Brown, who I don't want to spoil for you, but mm -hmm. uh, he plays Alistair Brown. So we're going to hear a good chunk of this and a uh, great episode. You chose it, so let's hear it. This, yes, is, this is what you wanted. This is your number one. Number one. And Diana, we have seen you in NCIS recently. Have which, you? Uh, well, I mean, I'm, I, <laughs> Have you I'm not your 80 years lately? old. Uh, okay. All right. Well, there you go. <laughs> That's it. This, this is a show that deals with naval crime. Is that right? There's apparently rampant amounts of naval crimes happening. Well, it, are there standards of acceptance into the Navy so low that they just are taking wanton criminals? It's not the Navy. It's never the Navy. It's always surrounding the Navy. Where, where does the Navy have jurisdiction? Is it just like within 50 yards of a boat? What is, what is this? Uh, I, I'm pretty sure they have land and sea jurisdiction. Just Land kind of, and sea? Oh, yeah. The Army and Air Force and Marines, they only have the land. Oh, yeah. Oh, look, that's the great thing about the Navy is that you think you can dive underwater and commit crime. You can't because we've got sea jurisdiction as well. Seems like <laughs> there's a lot of scenes that take place on docks. Is that fair to say? Not as many as there used to be. You know, COVID is really wreaked have it on our dock work. It's been uh, very difficult. <laughs> Is everyone just taping it in their houses <laughs> and, and splicing the footage together or what? I would love that. I would absolutely love it. I have a cat who's constantly begging for attention, so I would love her to appear on screen. <laughs> And what part do you play on this show? Uh, I'm, I'm there. Okay, so let's let's list the kinds of parts that are on the show. You sure. have the the brash investigator who mm -hmm. thinks first, not no, that. acts for acts first, acts right. first, thinks later. Yes, not that, not me, not you. Okay, you have the uh, wry, sarcastic co-star who's there to kind of add a quip or two whenever a, a dead body turns up. Ooh, very close, but also not me. And then you have a computer nerd. Ding, ding, you found me. Ah, <laughs> there <Hello>. we go. <laughs> Did the glasses tip you off? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, real life nerd in other ways. Fake TV computer nerd. I see. So it's, it's essentially you staring down at a computer for long stretches of time and saying like, the guy ripped off the naval handkerchiefs is is outside of the area where we can track him. Is that essentially what you do? Well, I feel like I, okay, so she does do some computer work. I feel like I shortchanged her and NCIS are going to be, fans are going to be really mad because they're going to say, McGee's the computer nerd. So I feel like I should have you oh. let you have another guess at exactly mm. who I am. Oh, okay. So wait, there's a, there's already a computer nerd. Yes. And you, you, you thought you were a computer nerd. So you are on a few computers every once in a while. Yeah. I need computers to do my work, but okay. I wouldn't call IT myself. person? Computer mm. technician? Mm-mm. Guy who comes in and fixes? Nope, not yet. Not the fixer. 
Huh. Um, you usually have like a brainy person in the lab who's looking at evidence. Mm. Okay, that's me. Yeah. That me. is you. Okay. That's me. Yes. Okay, so you're Thank like you, pouring <laughs> pouring vials out into the sink going, oh, this DNA is old. Yeah. Stuff like I, that. <laughs> this, D, this DNA is so old. I, I can't tell what it is. It's too old and corrupted. Someone called Bones. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? One of our writers actually used to work for Bones and I did. The real several- Bones? The real bones. And I several times have asked him to please put a bones joke in the script and he won't do it. Isn't that weird that David Boreanaz, if you take out a bunch of the letters in his last name, it spells bones. But he didn't play bones. Oh, I just had to pause because you blew my mind. I never thought about that. Isn't it weird? (laughs) Do, Do you think about this a lot? Hell yeah. This is the first time it's come up on this show, but it's a daily thing for me. Um, anyway, uh, Gilly, you ever be, uh, you ever be on that NCIS? <laughs> Not yet. Emphasis on yet. Would you go, what, what, like, uh, your offer only, I'm imagining when it comes oh, to yeah. something like NCIS. Mm-hmm. Um, w- uh, what kind of part would you accept on that? Ooh, this is such a great question, Scott. Um, <laughs> <Thank you> so much. <laughs> <laughs> I think that perhaps I would like to play, um, Hmm. Um. Ooh, maybe. Hmm. I could be a Gillian, witness. by the way, is looking around like it's a beautiful mind, just like <laughs> looking at the possibilities <laughs> flashing in front of her face. So many different types of roles. You couldn't see the thought bubbles? <laughs> Perhaps a witness? A witness? You- a witness to what? Um, a naval crime. <laughs> okay, good. Hey, that's right in their wheelhouse. Yeah. Witnesses only get like one scene. Oh, we could start yeah. a spinoff with you. Well, and yes. well you, no. usually a witness. Uh, you, okay, here's, here's, I think, the formula for these shows. Go to the obvious uh, culprit first. Okay. They say, I was never even there. Mm-hmm. Find out a piece of evidence that places them at the scene. Okay. Go back to the person. They say, okay, I was there, but not for the reason that you, that I lied because I'm actually having an affair and I didn't want it to come out. Or, you uh-huh. know, I was there, but I didn't do it. Uh-huh. Then it's pointing towards someone that they fi- all of the evidence finally points to. And then it comes back around the first person actually did it. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, actually. <laughs> uh, you can do NCIS Burbank. I think that you can officially <laughs> write that, that if you want. So who am I? Am I the you're, person? You're, yeah, you're the person. Oh, look, you're going to be the biggest star on the episode. And who, whomever is the biggest star on the episode always did it because they want that juicy scene at the end where they're like, oh, yeah, of course I did it. You got yeah. me. Okay, I'll do that. Sure. I thought, I thought the ocean would wash all the DNA away. Yes. <laughs> Great. That's me. That, that's that, me. That's totally you. Can I hear a little bit of that monologue? Okay, sure. Um, is this my, this is the final monologue, third Final act? monologue where they're they're about to slap the Navy cuffs on you? I don't know whether you have different equipment. Yeah, water cuffs, we call what them. What I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> they're ice. <laughs> they just freeze them. <laughs> All right, you got me. Thought I could get away with it. Thought the water would wash away the evidence. Thought you'd never figure it out. Thought I erased all the tapes. But those darn forensic scientists got me just when I thought I got away with it. <laughs> Is that it? <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> all right. Not bad. That was it. What if we added a level to it where uh, I, I'm not quite sure who your character is, not McGee, 
McGee adjacent. Who, Diana? Who's what's the name of your character? Casey. 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 Uh, is that a K and a C, or is that C A S E Y? That's K A S I E. Okay, now they're just getting tricky with this. Okay, but what? say you're. Say you're Casey's best friend. Oh, no. Betrayal. Ooh. Betrayal. Oh. All right. Try to add add that wrinkle there. Now okay. you're talking to Casey is the one who actually uncovered the crime oh. because she was in her lab. She like was in her home lab oh. and mm-hmm. you left a piece of evidence in your room or like in the fridge in, oh. in the common area. You want you want a little lead in for you? Please, Gillian? please. Yeah, yeah. Great. OK. Marta, how could you do it? <laughs> Casey. <laughs> I can't believe this. I knew you were a forensic genius, but I didn't know you were this smart. I, I had to. You don't understand. I had to. They were after me, and they said if I didn't do it, then they were going to get me. And I, and I thought, I've learned so much from you as my best friend that I knew all the tricks, how I could get away from that. But I didn't realize that you had new forensic technology that would catch me. Oh, no. Oh, no. Take her away, Poseidon. (laughs) And then he rises from the deep. (laughs) Of course, yeah. He has the ultimate jurisdiction over the sea, of course, as we know. (laughs) Stabs you in the butt with that little pitchfork. Oh, ow. (laughs) He is uh, more commonly known as the smooth criminal. Mm. Please welcome back to the show, Ale Peterson. (laughs) Scott, thank you for having me back on the show. It's a pleasure to see you again. Ooh, uh, it's a pleasure to have voice. you. Whoa, yeah. whoa. Okay. This is uh this is Gillian, this is Diana. Hello, ladies. How do you do? Ooh, much better now. Thank you. <laughs> so, hmm. so that's uh the those low rumbles are having an effect <laughs> on my other guest, Sal. People do enjoy my voice, it's true. They don't I think it I think it compensates for my appearance, which of course is somewhat grotesque, as I am completely hairless. What? That's well, Allie Peterson. Uh, Let me suffers. step into the light. Oh mm. my! Yes, as you can see, I am completely hairless. You'll Why have to take you my nude? word for it <laughs> to prove my point. <laughs> okay, well, you've proven it. Please put on some cargo shorts. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll, I will put on, at your request, some cargo shorts <laughs> and a tank top, maybe at least. I do not have a tank top. I can put on this hoodie. Um, thank you very much. Al, you, uh, uh, you suffer from the ailments commonly known as alopecia. Is that correct? Well, that is actually not true. I, if you'll recall, Scott, I faked alopecia to get out of a long-term relationship. (laughs) That's right. I'm sorry. I've forgotten already. (laughs) So I have, I have shaven myself, uh, from head to toe. Uh, and I continue to do so out of respect for a love lost. So there's no current reason why you should be doing this because you faked the relationship with what was her name again? I did not fake the relationship. (laughs) Faked uh, the the illness to get out of the relationship. Yes, I a quick summation. I know that, Scott, you need this every time. (laughs) I was in a long term relationship with my college sweetheart, Carlifer. (laughs) I got cold feet. Uh, when it seemed that we'd been together long enough that the marriage question was going to come up. And so in a terrible, terrible fit of misjudgment, I assumed that she would break up with me if uh, she discovered I had alopecia. Uh, but I misjudged Carla first. She's a, a bigger person than that. She's not, she's not a shallow person. Uh, so I had to, uh, 
I had to face my own stupidity, frankly, and uh, leave the relationship with, unfortunately, her favorite hoodie. And she has been hunting me to this day. But in the meantime, I have helped other people get out of tricky situations by by means of my business, which is, of course, to help you fake your own death. So you you help people fake their deaths, not alopecia. Did you start, you know, having people fake alopecia first? Uh, no, but if you'll recall, step one in faking your own death is you shave your entire body. <laughs> Except the anus, is that right? Except you retain the hair around your anus to keep <laughs> some sense of your own identity private to yourself. <laughs> sure. Yes. So that that is step one, and then step two and three and everything we've all, we've gone through many, many fake times. Fake passports, fake driver's license, all that sure. stuff. But you must, must, must shave your entire body first. Right. Can we go backwards a little bit to the, the romance with Carlifer? Do you have any questions about that, Gillian or Deanna? You're currently wearing the hoodie without a shirt on underneath. That's right. I just wanted to ask the feeling Does of it a, feel like I'm having her on my flesh? Yes, of course. No, no, no. I was oh. going to ask the feeling of a zipper. I really jumped the gun there. <laughs> <laughs> Do you dislike the feeling of a zipper just on your sternum without a shirt there? I like, I actually enjoy the, the cold sensation. Uh, I enjoy the warmth of the hoodie with that one thin line of cold mm. on my sternum, especially because I'm hairless. Mm. Um, it's the sort of pleasure pain uh, principle. Mm. <laughs> okay. Aren't you worried that, you know, the smell of Carlifer is no longer going to be on the hoodie if you wear it, you know, next to your bare skin? Oh, you're, oh, I see Ooh. what you're saying, Scott. I yeah, see what like you're saying, but your you're wrong. scent. Oh. Because, because I'm completely hairless, her scent is retained in the hoodie. Oh, smell is on the hair. Smell is on the hair. <laughs> as Lady Miss Keir once sang. <laughs> I'm a little confused about timeline here. So sure. you, you were in the relationship and then you started faking alopecia? Yes. That was, did you do it suddenly? Did you gradually shave? Was it a no, subtle? It, was, it was extremely suddenly. Mm. I, I shaved one night. She was asleep. I crept into the bathroom. <laughs> I shaved my entire body, mm. uh, standing, o- <laughs> standing over the toilet. So all the hair would go down. <laughs> I could flush it easily. And I crept back into bed and waited for her to discover, well, she's a, she's a heavy sleeper. And so in the morning, I had to shout, oh, no, I seem to have contracted alopecia overnight. <laughs> this and, woke her up. And she, oh, it woke her up. It, it woke her up. And she immediately professed sympathy and wanted to take care of me. And I realized, oh, no, I have made a grave mistake. <sighs> and so she went into the bathroom to see if there were any sort of anti-alopecia unguents or salves that we had in the medicine cabinet. Mm. And I took that opportunity to grab the first piece of clothing available, her hoodie, and <laughs> uh, jump out the window. <laughs> so you defenestrated. I did. Oh, my goodness. I, uh, and I used the hoodie as a sort of parachute. <laughs> did you wrap it around your, your fist to break the glass open, or did you? I just opened the window. Why would I? Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want Carlifer to knock the deposit back on the apartment. Have you ever found yourself in another relationship? 
I have forbidden myself mm. to be in other relationships. I've come close. And of course, I've had one million one night stands. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> one million. I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a rough <laughs> estimate. It's a guesstimate. How long have you been away from Carliver? Well, let's see. That happened when I was 25. I am now years old. <laughs> forgive, forgive my vanity. But about 50? About that, yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Can I ask, where do you advertise your services? I advertise my services, of course, on the dark web, the Silk Road, <laughs> um, the Penny Saver, uh, uh, misconnections, uh, very carefully worded misconnections. Um, Have you ever gotten any of those one night stands out of that accidentally? Most of my one night stands are people misreading <laughs> the artfully worded misconnections. <laughs> Can we and hear one? Can we hear one, one of you? Sure. Yes. You wanting to fake your own death. <laughs> Me, the guy who could do it. <laughs> I mean, it's intriguing. As far as I'm concerned, I would call it up. <laughs> Suddenly just things happen and your bodies are tangled up. I get oh, yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. One time I was able to have a one night stand with a woman who was also completely hairless by choice. And <laughs> it was it was a magical night. I, wow. I just want to say that two completely hairless mole rat like bodies <laughs> sliding together. It's uh, it, it seems aerodynamic. It was aerodynamic. It was the fastest sex I've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> like three seconds and you're done? <laughs> it was extremely efficient. <laughs> like cucumbers mingling in a bowl. Oh, that's... Please, Yana. <laughs> you're getting me all worked up over here. <laughs> wow. And and I and Carlifer, what, how did she get that name? Yeah. <laughs> Aren't you interested Scott, in that, Gillian, Indiana? I think I may have told you this before. I'm not sure. It's not ringing any bells. Carlifer, the name comes from both her parents' names, Carl and oh. Jennifer. They named her Carlifer. And uh, I thought it was a, although I loved Carlifer to the moon and back, I thought but it was a But did you, though? I did. The problem was, Gillian, I didn't love myself enough. Mm. Oh. Have you ever written a song about your feelings of guilt and remorse? All the time. I don't know. Gillian, I, I feel like we were going to get to the bottom of this Carlifer thing. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> Which might be my favorite part. It's funny. It seems that most people are not as interested as you are, Scott, in <laughs> the origin of Carlifer's name. <laughs> I feel like we, we figured it out, though, right? Combining the parents' names. There you yeah, go. Carla, Carla and Jennifer. That's it. <laughs> it's a clumsy portmanteau. And you told them as much. Well, I told Car I told Carl, Carla's father. This right. was early. <laughs> <laughs> and please, Scott, stop me if you've heard the story before. This was okay, early in our relationship. And uh, Carla invited me to her parents' house for dinner. And I was meeting them for the first time. Carl was a spineless, sniveling worm. Uh, Jennifer was a vermouth drunk. She was <laughs> an alcoholic, but only with vermouth. Oh. She was in the kitchen, probably on her third bottle of vermouth of the night. May <laughs> I ask? I, I'm sorry. Yes. What is vermouth? I don't know. Verm vermouth is a mixer commonly used in martinis. Mm. You pour it out a lot. It's a low amount of alcohol. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you have to drink quite a bit. 
quite a bit to get to get okay. drunk. But she developed a taste for it. She she certainly did in, in the most terrible way possible. Dry or sweet? <laughs> I think for her, it was any, as long as it as She'll long as take it all ends comers. In, if it ends in mouth, put it in my mouth. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay. There, truth. Mouth, mouth. Truth, mouth. <laughs> <laughs> So I was stuck in the living room with uh, Carl as Carlifer was upstairs uh, getting ready for dinner, making herself even more beautiful as if that were possible. Mm -hmm. And I remember saying to Carl, shaking his hand, (laughs) (laughs) shaking his hand and saying, Carlifer is a clumsy portmanteau. (laughs) As I was doing so, I was forcing him to crouch before me by the sheer oh. force of my handshake. Oh. And he thanked me for telling him it was a clumsy boy. <laughs> wow. Like the sniveling worm he was. Like the sniveling worm he was. Uh, but we do need to get to our next guest. He is uh, an art critic. Uh, please welcome, for the first time on the show, Alistair Brown. Thank you for having me, Scott. Oh, it's uh, my pleasure. This is yeah. Gillian. This, oh, wow, you're getting a round of applause. Oh, I guess critics are not used to that. Not really, no. <laughs> You're used to giving those out, though, uh, to art that you like. Is that right? Sure. Yes, I, I offer kudos. <laughs> right? Right. And and if you were to go see a Broadway play, it's customary to clap at the end of those. Certainly. Yes, and at act breaks as well. Sure. I don't know if that's the type of art that you cover. No, I, or... I, I specialize in the visual arts and painting. And, uh, oh, yeah, I thought maybe I'd come on your program and talk about some of my favorite paintings and, uh, <laughs> you know, some of your listeners could learn a thing or two about art. All right. So we've we've cleared the table and now we're all set uh, for the meal that is Alistair Brown. Yeah, so I'll describe a painting. The- your your listeners can Google it, look up an image and and I'll sort of talk about it a bit. And, and oh, OK, sure. So do, you, do you want us you want us to Google things while you're talking? Sure. Yes. Unless you're driving. OK. And if you're OK. Right. So if you, uh, first let's get a start. Paul Cezanne's a boy in a red vest. Mm, okay. I'm picturing Paul. it right now. If you could Cezanne's just picture it, it's boy in a red vest. Boy. I'm picturing a little boy and he's wearing a red vest. Yes. And if you look at this painting, um, mm. one thing you may notice about it is that the use of color is rather good. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it is very striking. Uh, he's, he's using yes. uh, some, some brighter colors that one does not normally see. Yes, in- it's rather good. I agree. Yes. Moving on, perhaps we could talk about... M- moving on to a Wait, different, uh, a different painting. That's yes. it? Yes. That's it? Yes. I, I, I was going to talk about Van Gogh's um, Wheat Field with Crows. Okay. Mm. So if you look up wheat field with crows, one thing, and not many people uh, always pick up on this, but if you'll notice, the brushwork in it is rather good. <laughs> okay, the the meaning his strokes, his, his yes, how, the how long they his are. Strokes, they're, they're no other way to put it. Rather good. <laughs> Okay. Well, uh, hold on now. Wait a minute. Now, Wheatfield is actually a series of paintings. It's not just one. Yes, but the first one you see, the brushwork is rather good. (laughs) Okay. Should we compare Van Gogh to Cezanne? I mean, Cezanne had a much Hmm. different style because he was a post-impressionist. That's true. That's true. And his use of color, well, that, that was one thing they have in common. 
The, his use of color and his brushwork are both... Uh, can only be put as good, rather. <laughs> so they, good. they don't have it in common. Their brushwork is not something they have in common. Just no, the, just the, the, the only the way to describe the quality yes. of their two things. Oh, much like in a Frida Kahlo's Girl with the Death Mask. Oh, okay. Her use of symbolism is rather good. <laughs> like like what? what? What symbolizes what in that? Oh, oh the amount... And and the specificity. <laughs> how much, if you had to quantify it, how much symbolism is she using in this in this painting? Yeah, percentage wise, and then by volume. I would say ninety seven percent, and <laughs> I guess that puts it at seven liters. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I mean, this guy knows what he's talking about. <laughs> I. I, I don't want to sound nitpicky and, you know, I'm not an expert in anything really, but it just, it feels like these are a little bit of surface analyses. Mm-hmm. Really? I, I'm not, I'm, I mean, maybe I don't know anything about art, but uh, th- this is opening my eyes. Yeah, to well, I the... can describe some more. Maybe that'll Please. get, oh, uh, yeah. okay. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> sorry, I'm chuckling. I'm thinking of Andy Warhol's soup can paintings. <laughs> they do make me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Why? <laughs> Well, the use of humor is rather good. <laughs> <laughs> what was it if you could if you could say what is it what is it that's so funny about these <laughs> about these soup can paintings? Oh, it's a painting that uh, uses humor. <laughs> Just the quality of the humor is, yes, is what the makes it so funny. Shines through much because if it were a bad quality of humor, mm. that, that would not I be wouldn't. funny. No, I would be, it would be grim. <laughs> You'd be crying, perhaps. Yes, yes. Much like when I watched Grimm, I would be crying. <laughs> the TV show Grimm with two M's? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Why were you crying during Grimm? I was worried the monsters would win. <laughs> did, did you cry for every episode? or just Most, everyone, yes. <laughs> what, what about the finale? The series finale. I mean, the monsters didn't win in that, did they? No, no. But again, usually at the second act break, I'm in tears. <laughs> okay. but, but even after repeated episodes where the monsters did not win, you, you just still concerned. That was ne- the genius of Grimm. It always. <laughs> but I'm saying eventually you would catch on that the monsters are not going to win. Were you worried that just like 12 minutes into one of the episodes, they would win and the entire show would be shut down? <laughs> yes, frequently. I would always check the TV guide listings to see if the next show is beginning at 8.12. How, how, how did you get into to art, into your appreciation of art? I don't know. I I <laughs> just always been a fan, I suppose. I what, what, never do you remember the first been to a museum? But you've what's never been to a museum say again. I, oh no, I've never been to a museum. Oh, oh, where are you seeing these pieces at? Uh, JPEGs. <laughs> <laughs> and why can I ask? Why have you not gone to a museum? That that idea. Or do you not live near anyway? one? No, or? no. Yes, I live on the Washington Idaho border. Oh, there are museums there, actually. And Newport, Washington, (laughs) where my street address is, (laughs) or in Old Town, Idaho, where the back of my house is. There's not a museum anywhere around. (laughs) Well, I mean, maybe you don't live next door to one or inside of one, but I mean, just a short trip, you could you could actually get to one. Sure, go to Spokane if my dad would drive me, but he won't. (laughs) 
<laughs> wait, how, wait, sorry, how, how old, old are you? How old are you? <laughs> 27. <laughs> and you can't drive? Hmm? You I can't. know, I've never learned how to drive, but they didn't offer it at Newport High School. Go Grizzlies. <laughs> 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 but well, you could you could yeah. learn there's as an adult you could adult still learn driving classes sure yeah. but but I don't have a car anyway so it's a moot point but your father does have a car my yeah, father has a car but he uses it for his business what's his business do you mind he's a house painter oh so he doesn't use it during his job he just uses sorry, it to get have, back and forth a car or a truck a truck, <laughs> a truck with ladders and paint cans Right. Oh, and all the usual accoutrements. The usual accoutrements. <laughs> Did those cost extra? <laughs> or were they yes. Factory standard. The cans. <laughs> okay, never mind. Okay. Uh, if if you were to learn to drive, maybe you know your dad would maybe gift you a car, or 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 you could buy your own. I don't car? think so. He's rather upset with me. From <laughs> well, why? Yeah, because I haven't joined the family business. Oh, he wants you to be a, a house, house painter. painter. Yes, but I, oh. you know. But you, you said but I, and then you just kind of trailed off. Well, I, I was upset. <laughs> at, at, at what? At my, the name of, my father has a business, Brown House Painting, <laughs> after our last name. But people get confused, <laughs> and they think he'll only paint your house one color. And <laughs> I always say you should change... <laughs> You change the name of the company, and he, but he won't do listen, it. And we have terrible rows. <laughs> are there are there any people that think that uh, he will only paint brown houses and paint them in paint a them any color? color? Yeah, another misunderstanding that could prevent business. Yes, yeah, so there there are several different misunderstandings, but none of them lead to customers wanting to hire him. There, right? Yes, what is he'll his... only paint. He'll only repaint a brown house. Then he'll only paint oh <laughs> different colored house different colored brown, house brown, yeah. but. What is his first name? His first name? Guther. Guther. Guther? Okay. Guther. Guther yes. Brown. But he could literally paint a house that was brown, and he could paint a house brown. So and it seems he like... does get a little bit of work doing that. But <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Sure. He always shows up and goes, what color do you want? They laugh. They go, well, brown, obviously. <laughs> has, has he thought about uh, any sort of advertisement or even painting Clarifying. something on the truck that says, yeah. we do all colors? <laughs> Uh, yes, I mean, he hired a town crier once, but it didn't. Who <laughs> walked through the town square, ringing yes, a bell? ringing a bell. It's like, through Old Town, Idaho? Through Old Town, Idaho, right into Newport, Washington. <laughs> now, let me ask across you something. Across the Ponderay uh, River. <laughs> Alistair. Just uh, walked across the river? Sorry, go ahead. Well, he was on the Thompson Memorial Bridge, but oh. yes. Oh, of course. <laughs> Are you crying, level Al? Level of detail. <laughs> I, I would get a little emotional thinking of walking on a bridge with Carliver. Um, let me ask you something, uh, Alistair. Oh, I hope it's about the works of Georges Seurat. It, 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 it isn't, but mm, may I ask yeah. the question anyway? Yes. Yes. You said you haven't gone into your father's painting business, mm -hmm. uh, and this is not to impugn your art criticism, but mm -hmm. how do you make a living? I, I was going to ask that as well. Do you earn any money from your no, criticism? No, I've earned zero money. I'm a dependent on my father's tax forms. Mm -hmm. <laughs> have, have you shared your views with any other people, or are we the first people to hear your views <laughs> on this art? I've published quite a few Facebook posts. Oh, okay. <laughs> Analyzing <laughs> the works of various artists. How many friends do you have on Facebook? Let's see. My dad. 
That's nice. My aunt? <laughs> Who, oh, your Very aunt. Nice. What does she no, do? Nice. Uh, she runs the uh, business that ferries people across the Ponderay River in a rowboat back and forth if they don't want to use the bridge. Sorry, Sorry what? She takes a rowboat and gets people from one side of the river to the other <laughs> if they don't like using bridges. What? How popular is her business? It doesn't seem like un. there'd be a lot. Oh, un. Okay. Unpopular. <laughs> so does that lead to arguments with her? Uh, no, I don't want to <laughs> forsake any birthday or Christmas gifts. So I say, oh, I hope it's going well. I have a question. Yes. Seemingly unrelated. <laughs> Do you believe monsters are real? Is that why you're so afraid watching Grimm? I didn't until I began watching it. And then I thought mm. there's no way those could be special effects. Mm. Mm. So you are aware of the concept of special effects, yes. but you feel that the special effects on Grimm are so good that they must be real monsters. Exactly. <laughs> Couldn't have put it better myself. That was <laughs> rather good. <laughs> okay. so, Visual art. So do, do you hope to be paid for your criticism? Or oh, do you... yes. Yes. I'm writing a big paper on Jacob Lawrence on his works. And, and what would you say about his work? Oh, Street to Emberia. Just the use of... Paint is rather good. <laughs> the <laughs> fact that he used paint. paint. Yes. I have a question. I kind of want to dig yes. a little bit. I'm an actor. It's mm -hmm. interesting to me that you are an art critic, specifically painting. Mm -hmm. Have you ever criticized your father's painting? <gasps> <sighs> yes, I, I must admit that I have. What did I you? What was your criticism? What did you say about it? Well, I once looked at one of the houses he painted, and I said. Uh, and he said, well, what do you think? You know, he asked the question. He opened up. <laughs> why, why were you there? And the I said, <laughs> I was just doing my afternoon skip around the neighborhood. And I happened to find a, a house. That happens every, after, every, every afternoon. Every afternoon I do a skip around the neighborhood. And How long I, does that take usually? Oh, I would say about half a grim. So 30 minutes <laughs> or so. <laughs> And I was doing half a grim with commercials. Right, half a grim in real life, or half of uh, you're afraid it's twelve minutes grim. No, oh. no, no, a half of a full grim that I've, okay. that I've endured the entire thing. <laughs> and I came upon a, a brown house he was painting. Did it used to be brown, or this was a no. brown house he was painting? It was. It 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 used to be snow colored, and then he had painted it brown. <laughs> so white, white. Yes. And, and, and he, he, he did, did the you final. Say snow, did you say snow colored out of your love for the show Grimm? Yes. I said, this is akin to snow. And he said, he said he had finished his final stroke. And he, and he said, well, what do you think? And so you happened to skip by on his final stroke. On his final stroke, yes. They said, wow. what do you think? And I said, I would not describe it as Rather good. <laughs> oh, oh, that must I, have uh, cut wow. him to the quick. Yeah, so we yeah. we had quite an argument and stuff. But oh, so you the, an argument followed? You know, yes, yes. It, it did not precede my my harsh words. It ensued. What uh, what would you say disqualified your father's uh, house painting job from the rather good category? Too much paint on the window panes. Oh. <laughs> How much? That's fair. What, percent, what percentage in by volume? Percentage rise, I'd go 74. 
Oh, volume? that's too much. That's, that's too much a for pain. a window. Even one percent. He doesn't use tape. He, he just has paint <laughs> as <laughs> <of> ladders. <laughs> he just eyeballs it. Yeah. On a window. Oh God. Oh, by the way, I just got a an email, and it's from both Gillian and Diana's parents. What? Oh. My mom. Yeah. My my mother. Yes. Yes. Um. It says that uh, you guys are like Sarah. Huh. Wow. How what so? Did, yeah, what does what she mean by that? Each of you is a wonderful daughter. Oh. <laughs> wow. Oh, I get it. I got it. Pointillism. Interesting. Mm, rather good. <laughs> Number one. Okay. Okay, let's get something out of the way first. Yeah. This was number one. And you chose it. And you chose it. <laughs> uh, this was on Zoom, and yet still was episode number one. And How about it? Uh, it doesn't feel like a Zoom episode to me. It, re- it really just feels like I'm gonna. All- I'm going to say, Scott, shut up. I'm going to say that most of the Zoom episodes do not feel like Zoom episodes to me. When I would mm, listen to that's them, good. they they felt like the show. They didn't feel like that much different. I know that other people, maybe it felt more different to them, but I right. wonder how much of that is just knowing that. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And yeah. projecting onto it. But well, even now when we do the, the episodes with Jason and Andy over Zoom, they still they don't feel like Zoom episodes no. to me. But and that's a tri- that's a tribute to not only the people on the show but also to the people tech team the here. Scenes, yes, yeah. the producers and the engineers. Yeah. Yeah, we, and we'll we'll break down some stats about that a little bit later after oh, we fuck yes after we talk about the episode. Oh, I can't wait to break down those stats. Um, but uh, yeah, just constant laughs throughout the entire episode, and then um, Neil's character. We should talk about Neil's character. <laughs> <laughs> so Neil comes in with these. He's he's very expert at these emotionally stunted weirdo characters. A little too expert, if you ask me. <laughs> um. And they tend to have, if I may be bold, to say- they, Fortune they, favors the bold. They tend to have very thin premises. <laughs> <laughs> but that said, he is very expert at then coming up with escalations yes. and building upon them. And then he has, you know, these escalations in his back pocket sometimes uh, that that he trots out like halfway through, mm. you know, the whole painting, yeah. Yeah, his yeah, dad yeah. painting houses, the brown <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> house painting stuff. I I truly, I should ask him, but I don't know whether that was just in the moment or right. that was something that he was like, oh, okay, if I run out of steam, I can bring this up. Mm-hmm. Um, but most of his characters have some sort of weird little thing, like the one... We did with Andy Samberg uh, a little later in the year um, where he's the question seeker or the answer seeker. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He had the escalation of um, of working at his – working at his bully's business. Oh, right, um, right. And, and, he, and, and you listen back and you notice he's seeding it throughout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, earlier because he's mentioning this certain product <laughs> several times early in his appearance. Right. And then he trots it out of like, oh, well, I actually worked there. So, so it wouldn't surprise me if the Brown House thing was something that he was <laughs> had planned out. But it also would – knowing him, it would not surprise me if that was something that he just came up with in the moment. Yeah. Um, He's great. Um, One of the things about Neil's characters that's uh, that's I think interesting in comedy is that um, they are guileless. 
Yes. Like they, they don't have an agenda. They're, they're never cynical. They're just like, they're all, they're all these dudes who are like, I'm presenting my thing, which I think is nice. What do you think? <laughs> yeah. And then they always have some weird thing. They're not angry. About, yeah, 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 yeah. They're, they're just purely like, this is my deal. And, um, and, and, and I, I also don't think like a lot of people doing these types of characters would know they're weirdos and would have been made fun of a lot or something that would right. affect them. And right, Neil's right. characters are usually like, <laughs> they're just very into their thing. And, uh, yeah. So that, I mean, this whole episode was great and that was, you just heard a, uh, half hour chunk of it, but, mm. uh, the whole thing is really good. So great pick for number one guys. You and, did it. And that was pretty much at, at a certain point in the countdown, the the uh, the number two was number one. The twelfth anniversary. Uh, at at a certain point in the voting, it edged up over rather good, but mm. for most of the voting, rather good just kind of ran away with it. Congrats um, to rather good. Congrats to rather good. All right, do you want to break down some stats? Yeah, first I just want to say to everybody who voted for number one, congrats. It is. Uh, obviously the most disappointing part of the countdown, but um, <laughs> I hope you're happy. <laughs> um, Neil, by the way, okay. Is this uh, a different guy now? Uh, Neil, by the way. Yes. <laughs> Neil, by the way. Uh, who's this? Neil, by the way. <laughs> he'd, no, kill, he'd um, kill us if he had the chance. <laughs> so that that is Neil's only appearance on the countdown, but he almost had three on the countdown because the other two episodes he did this year were the were episodes 16 and 17. Wow, wow. So he almost was had three, uh, but let's let's break down the stats of like who appeared on the countdown. Oh, so the yeah. so the people who had one episode uh, were Neil, uh, Edie Patterson, Ben Rogers, Jamie Lee, Phoebe Bridgers, Drew Tarver, Bob Odenkirk, Griffin Newman, Phoebe Robinson, Casey Fay, Mike Hanford, Lauren Lapkus, Dion Reasonover, Jessica McKenna, Casey Wilson, Katie Rich, and Manchester Orchestra. They all appeared in one episode in our countdown. Um, appearing on two episodes. Will Hines and Gillian Jacobs. Mm. Will Hines could have juked his stats up, could've but juked them stats. He didn't appear on any of the anniversary episodes for That's whatever right. reason. He was busy during those. That's I can't. Right. And I and Big I, I, I actually looked at them again and was like, Will wasn't on those. And no, he was busy when we recorded those those separate episodes. So busy he, not getting on the countdown. Exactly. Uh. With three episodes, we have Carl Tart. Tim Baltz, Dan Lippert. Dan Lippert, very strong showing for Dan this year. Very strong showing for Dan, yeah. Relative newcomer to the show. Relative newcomer, uh, very good stuff. You can hear a lot of his stuff at uh, biggrandepodcasts.com. So funny, absolutely worth it. Absolutely worth it. Worth your time. (laughs) (laughs) Worth a peek. (laughs) Um, Appearing on four episodes in the countdown, we have Ego Wodum, Lily Sullivan, and Sean Diston. Shout out to Lily Sullivan. Perfect time to do it. Appearing on five episodes of The Countdown, we have Jason Manzukas, Andy Daly, and John Gabris. And appearing on six of the top 15, we have Paul F. Tompkins as, oh, our, ch- as our champion this year. A. Suck it, <laughs> Suck all of you fucking pieces day. of shit. <laughs> You know, he always says it every year. But That's a, it's a, we're just waiting yeah, for it's it. It's a little tradition. That's all. Okay, so when when the voting came in, I was interested of like because it was pretty. The year was split into two halves: uh, uh, half on Zoom, half off Zoom. 
And when we were off Zoom and back in the studio, a lot of the fans were like, breathed a sigh of relief of like, oh, finally they're back on studio. It feels more like the show again. So oh, I, I hope they all get COVID. So I, <laughs> no, lot, no, yeah, lot, no one people, said that. <laughs> a lot of people, mm, they said it to me. <laughs> a lot of people said to me, I hope you all get COVID now that you're back in the studio. <laughs> um, so I was interested in like, oh, what's the, sh- surely most of the ones they voted on are going to be studio episodes. Mm-hmm. Out of the 15, six in person, nine on Zoom. There you go. So there you go. Unlike most years, every month was represented. Oh, wow. That's interesting. Yeah. There were certain months that were uh, in previous years, there'd be like one or two months. You'd have none on the best of and you go, oh, we had a slump that, that episode <laughs> I'll or something. Um, but yeah. And uh, but yeah. And uh. <laughs> That's about all. Uh, but yeah, I meant to add, uh. <laughs> <laughs> That's about all the stats I have. I look down saying, surely I have more stats. No. And before I forget, uh, <laughs> um, I think that proves that uh, even a pandemic cannot stop Comedy Bang Bang, man. Cannot stop, will not stop. Um, let's, before we play the snowman, uh, just a few words about the show this year. Uh, first of all, I want to thank... Our producer, Devin Bryant, who just started uh, with us, I believe, in January. Was that your? Yes. Okay. So thank you so much uh, for coming on board. Uh, obviously, we knew each other beforehand, but you worked on other shows. So yeah, obviously. But thank you so much for coming on to produce this. I also want to thank Ryan Connor. He's over there as well. He is uh, putting together uh, the show every week and editing it and uh, putting filters on and putting funny sound effects in. Sometimes we don't want him to. We're like, can you take all the boing sounds out? A lot of boings. He's like, I think every joke should have a boing sound. And we're like, no, man, come on, take all these out. I do agree with that. I think it's just the (laughs) boings when you go to break that I don't like. Uh, Also want to thank July Diaz because he writes all the – Descriptions. That's right for us, and he listen. He listens to every episode. What is he doing with his life? Come on, July, get your shit together. Stop doing this. Stop listening (laughs) to this. (laughs) (laughs) I want to thank Colin and everyone at Earwolf, uh, and uh, very excited that we're still here at Earwolf. um, So many years later, um, eleven and a half years in, I believe. Something like that. It's a um, long time. I feel like we were the first Earwolf podcast. I don't know why I would think that, but it feels like it's true. <laughs> Wasn't it Adam Curry? <laughs> That's right. Adam Corolla. <laughs> the Curry and Corolla together again. <laughs> um, also want to thank Brett Morris over at CBB World. We started that um, in October and, you know, check the stuff that we're doing before you wreck uh, the stuff that you're doing. <laughs> Before you wreck the stuff <laughs> you're doing. Um, check out that stuff over at CBB World. There's a lot of – If I've talked about it enough on, on this. But uh, if you like what you're hearing here, we go even deeper into it over there. I mentioned the Speed Force Thanksgiving special. Um, Lily Sullivan show. Lily Sullivan show. We have Andy Daly has a weekly oh, show. Oh, man, that show is so great. Uh, Sprague, The Whisperer, and I do a movie show every week. Also and we, great. And we have a lot of stuff coming out, so check that out over there. Uh, I want to thank all of our guests. Uh, and like I mentioned earlier, uh, especially during the pandemic, it, it got to be a very like sort of tighter-knit group of people who were uh, available to do the show. And I appreciate them keeping it going 
uh, the entire time and agreeing to do more episodes than I think they would normally do Mm -hmm. (laughs) during the year. And uh, that, of course, extends to you, Paul. Uh, thank you so much for for being uh, the most important guest uh, that we have. <laughs> the most important I don't guest. know, at least uh, uh, to me, maybe. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, yes, and some of... I want to thank the listeners. That's right. I was like, where the fuck did I leave my place? Thank the listeners. Um some of you have been listening for 12 years. Some of you have been listening for 12 minutes. Uh, I don't know why you started 12 minutes ago in the. <laughs> yeah. You, so you fast forwarded <laughs> to 12 minutes ago. But uh, the last two years, I, I definitely think the last two years have probably been the most difficult to, to do the show in. And probably uh, even when I was doing the television show and only had uh, an hour to do it every week, this still feels more difficult for us. And I'm sure it feels more difficult for you in your life. So uh, hopefully this has provided some sort of solace to you. Uh, and yes, thank you for your enthusiasm for the show, uh, uh, you know, from the fans to the performers. Uh, it really does keep it going. Uh, and I know we said this last year, I'm sure we did, but the next year will be better for everyone. It <laughs> I will. Really we'll keep saying it until it comes true. <laughs> and then we'll be right. Uh, Scott, I just want to say for my part, uh, I love doing this show and I've said it, uh, many times before and I'll say it many times again. I count the hours that I've spent, uh, doing your show among, Decades among the happiest of my life. Um, so thank you for having me and thank you for being such a good friend. Thank you so much. Um, we are... Going to end the show in a second, uh, and uh, I, I do uh, want to play one of Manchester Orchestra's songs because they made sure. it to the to the countdown. So we'll end the show with that. But before we do that, boy, it's time, and there's money on the line yeah. at this point. This is this is a snowman game like none we've played before, and whatever charity is out there. Hoping to get $100. <laughs> it's on the line right now. Oh, man. Can you imagine giving a, <laughs> a charity $100 at Christmas time? Can you imagine? <laughs> They're going to be so excited. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever seen a charity say, thanks, before? <laughs> All right. Now, we left the snowman in his previous position. He's looking over Ryan's. Looking at the, the oh, monitor the, the, in there. The, the, the switcheroo gang did it again. <laughs> they did it again. Was this because of the bet? Okay. They switched seats. Maybe trying to game out where he's going to look. And I, I mean, wonder- they're actually, they're sitting pretty close to each other considering like it's, you know, I, I well, it's got to be direct. Know. It's got to be, be, be direct. It's got to be direct. So even if it splits the diff between them, it doesn't matter. Exactly. So it's got to be direct. All right. All right. Where's his fat little hand? His fat little hand's over there. This Here is exciting. Go. Remember, $100 goes to whomever the snowman looks at. And if he looks at no one, 100 goes to charity. And if he looks at someone, 100 goes to charity as well. And if he looks at me, nothing. I'm not giving anything <laughs> to Nothing happens at all. all here right, we, here go. we go. This is exciting. Here we go. He's looking. But the corn. First spin. First spin, he is looking right at Devin. Looking right at Devin. Looking right at Devin. Right down the barrel. Now he's spinning again. He's looking at no one. He's looking at no one. Okay, third spin of four. He's looking at no one again, but that usually means he's going to look at someone. Fourth spin. Oh, you son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. Oh. Oh. He hit. Okay. 
So you know that that's not us. That's the snowman that that's doesn't snowman. want a hundred dollars to go to a charity. No, this it's going to a charity. He doesn't want a hundred dollars to go to one of them. Oh, you fucking asshole! Oh. All right, that well, is disappointing. That's really disappointing. As Kevin Sorbo once said, "Take care of yourself." <laughs> Wait, no! <laughs> oh, oh, you no, it's George Springer. Doing it. well, I thought you said as Kevin Sorbo once said. Kevin, I assume. Kevin Sorbo once said, "Disappointing." Oh, disappointed. Why would I? If we're you going to the Jerry Springer catchphrase, why would I say as Kevin Sorbo once said? <laughs> I have no idea he's if he ever a big said fan. it. I have no. He's probably a big fan. He's probably a big fan. Kramer. He swore about me. He swore about me, Jerry. All right. <laughs> All right. We're gonna we'll hear the Manchester Orchestra song. Thank you, everyone. This has been a, a delight. Thank you so much, Paul, for doing uh, the best of. Thank you, Scott, for having me. And as always, take, take care, care of yourself, yourself and, and each, each other. other. One, two, three, four. In my mind, you are. Sitting on your mother's table next to you is her Carving out our names into each piece of wood and concrete Told her I don't have a lot, baby You can have my soul Baby, do you want me? Baby, do you want me? Baby, do you want me? love a classic chocolate chip cookie. Famous Amos has been making them since the 70s, 1975 to be exact. With semi-sweet chocolate chips and a satisfying crunch, it's everything classic in one bite-sized cookie. And fans couldn't get enough. That's right. You'll find our original recipe, the one you know and love, in every bag of Famous Amos original chocolate chip cookies. Find Famous Amos anywhere you buy your favorite snacks. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. 
But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home.